Well, we finally did it. We're finally at the end of our road through the Shyamalanaverse. And with that being said, we have to stop at the theatrical release that just came out this past week. The culmination, bringing it all together. Unbreakable and split in one movie, a movie called Glass. How will all three of these characters interact? And will it be a good film? We'll find out on a very collaboration edition of the review. Review. I had to do it. <laughs> I really thought, because I heard you load up the song, that you were just going to be like, on this very glass-shattering edition of the Review, Review. We're just slamming beers together. Yes. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Welcome to the Review, Review, a show where two small-town dudes give your big shattering opinions i'm troy 316 <laughs> what we are doing the end of the road for the shamalan of verse yes i guess for this whole continuation continuation yes of unbreakable yes stopping at glass what could possibly be the end of this story stick around find out find out <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we are going to dip our toes into that at the top of the hour, but before we go into that, we're going to warm up these pipes with a little bit of news. It's cold out. Got to warm up our, warm ourselves up with it some is. news. I think I actually, like, feel a minor workout that I did just by shoveling snow, because I have no real physical activity besides <laughs> folding laundry and chasing a toddler around the last... You know, hey, year of my life. Yeah, some people. That's a full-time job right there. <laughs> but is it, is it a workout? Only on your mind. <laughs> uh, let's jump into the first bit of news I got, JT. That Dark Phoenix. Yeah. That movie's still coming out. Uh, it's reportedly... Its budget yeah. has ballooned up to $200 million dollars. With those reshoots that it uh, had recently had, uh, making it one gonna of the be some Justice League money more, in this one. <laughs> one of the more expensive superhero films to come out, I think, through Fox lately. Yeah, uh, but they don't give a shit. They're not going to exist, and yeah, just, they don't matter. Go after <laughs> a few, in a few months, they won't even be matter. They'll just be coming out swinging, just dropping all the flip they got. I can't imagine this is any good, and I gotta say they're taking a huge, gonna take a loss on this. Well, we'll see. Unless they, it's superhero related, so chances are we're probably gonna see it. I almost just want to see it regardless because it's just taken so long to come out. <laughs> it's like 
Batman v Superman or Justice League or Solo. Just you hear yeah. about all this weird shit going on with it. Yeah. It's like, what is this going to end up yeah. being? And like That's the one trailer cute. they put out for it, it looks like they're not doing anything different. No. But it's like, what are you doing? That's taking so long. What's the holdup? It's like, I mean, I saw the latest Fantastic Four movie because of troubled production things. Yeah. That's like the only reason I saw it for. Yeah. I'm a fan of the characters, but if I heard it was going to be garbage and I didn't care, I would be like, eh, whatever. I yeah. don't need to see it. But because I guess Josh Trank brought his dogs into the production <laughs> and shit all over the place and everyone hates him now, I'm like, I want to see what this turned into. <laughs> Turns out it was garbage, yeah. but <laughs> I like looking at train wrecks too. <laughs> you can't look away. Uh, but also staying on that Fox train is that the New Mutants also has a bit of news going on with this, too. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. And I'm not trying to be funny Jay Leno about this. Uh, did you see this? Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> this is our serious Jay Leno. Oh, shoot. What? I hope <laughs> I didn't close that tab. No, it's right here. Okay. So the New Mutants is rumored to be delayed again. Oh my god. <laughs> and possibly released on Hulu. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh despite the buyout of yeah. 20th Century Fox by Disney, yeah. Um it's still I guess on the slate to come out. I I don't know. Yeah. So the film was originally supposed to be released on April 13th last year. Mm-hmm. Then it got delayed till February 22nd of this year. Yeah. And now it's been pushed back once again to August 2nd of this year. Oh my god. Um though now the date has been called into question because of a now the recent rumor that's going around. Uh there is a gentleman called Scott Bechtel and he has a podcast called Merc with a Podcast that stated the director um of Josh Boone, the director of the New Mutants, mm-hmm. is having difficulty coming to terms with the final cut, and it could be released on Hulu this fall. Uh, and he's got some tweets to go along with it, and that's the reason why I also wanted <laughs> to put it in the news because it's funny. <laughs> from guy, uh, from the guy I was talking about, Scott Beck. Bechtel, I don't know how you say yeah. it, at Zombie High X 23 Yeah. Just heard a whisper through the grapevine, hashtag New Mutants will be delayed again. Fox and Boone are really struggling coming to terms on a comprehensible finished product. They're looking to release it in early November, but Fox is still toying with a Hulu release in October for New Mutants. They're trying to decide which method would have more of a returnable value for an otherwise dead-on-arrival film. <laughs> I love that they've said oh, they're they're trying to work towards a comprehensible film. Where it's like yeah. if, it, if it wouldn't if it would make no sense, it'd be all they'd be all for it, <laughs> right? Right. Because <laughs> as I was reading it, if it I, was gobbledygook <laughs> nonsense. It'd be out tomorrow. <laughs> as I was reading it, I wanted to say work on a compromise. But it doesn't oh, say that. Yeah. It says <laughs> coming to terms on a comprehensible finished product. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. But yeah, so anyway, I thought that was rather funny. Well, I hope it comes movie. out on Hulu because it'd be easier for us to review. Hell yeah, it would. Um, 
So I'm looking for New Mutants to just be on Hulu. I don't want to yeah. go to the theater and see I, this. I'm over the. I'll talk about my experience in Glass when we get to it. Oh, okay. Ooh, it, it, was, it was one. It was one of those theater experiences. I can't wait. <laughs> I love theater stories. Yeah. Going. This is my first time in a while going. I mean to go on a Thursday night. Mm. And yeah. That's just, hold, just save it. We'll save it. All right. Just tease it. A tease. Uh, while we're still on Hulu news, JT, I got some Hulu news. Hulu is dropping its basic streaming video on demand platform. Yeah. $2 a month. Wow. Not two $2, but it's dropping at $2 per month. So now the $7.99 plan is $5.99. So they're going down, Netflix is going up. That's right. To count to, uh... <coughs> oh my goodness. Good lord. <laughs> to uh, compete with Netflix. Hulu dropped their standard price. Everything else, if you have the commercial free option, that's still staying the same price. But if you have their live TV option, that's actually going up in price Ooh, by boy. $5 a month. Oh, boy. Right now, it's costing you $39.99 a month for the Hulu Live. Yeah. Now it's going up to $45 a month. Ah. Now, I don't know. I Wait. I know one person that has this. Yeah. And they say it's pretty good. They don't even have Netflix. They just have Hulu Live. Oh, wow. And I, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, you don't, because I was trying to ask him about some movie, because he's an avid movie watcher. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I can't see that. I don't have Netflix. And it, like, stunned me <laughs> that he didn't. I'm like, don't you just get Netflix now? Yeah. Like, just because? <laughs> and he's like, no, I just have Hulu Live. Yeah. Is it, like, what? Isn't every American supposed to have Netflix? <laughs> it's just like, I literally couldn't understand why he didn't have it. But anyway, he said he likes it, but I just don't yeah. care enough well, about yeah, I think you TV. get all, all of the uh, on-demand uh, stations for, like, for all the stations that you have. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. That'd be nice. I don't know what all you, I think you still watch, you know, like, sports and stuff. So that's uh, be a good yeah, option. That's probably the, yeah. But um, I guess if that's all you have, like, it's not that far out from if you have, like, HBO and Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. You just have this Hulu Live program. Yeah. It's probably just as comparable as having all that other stuff, too. You just miss out on a few things here or there. But, hey, why not? Anyway, hey, actually, I've been pretty... I was off of Hulu for a while yeah. and didn't watch it a lot. I've gotten back into it and I'm liking it quite a bit as oh, a no, service. Yeah, I think we, me and uh, uh, Molly watch Hulu a lot. There's yeah. like, because there's, I think it has uh, a lot of sitcoms that we can just kind of play in the background while we're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, we're like working our way through Married with Children right now. Oh my God, I would love <laughs> to go through that. There's a few things that I want to check out on Hulu that I just added to my list. Hopefully, I can get to it. Yeah. But um, I actually have something later to bring up that I watched on Hulu. Oh, boy. Be, uh, dropping a little bit of knowledge on you. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, we already got... I didn't see uh, all of the Oscar stuff that came out yet. All yeah. the uh, noms for yeah. it. The nom nom noms? But the nom nom noms. I haven't seen any of <laughs> those yet. Um. Oh, I got good news! Whoa! That mouse is already dead that was living in my kitchen! Hey! <laughs> Turns out, there was a mouse in my kitchen last night and pooped all over my pots and pans. Oh, no. So I set out some traps, and it is dead already. It is dead. Ding dong. You got it live from Sea Danger, so it's... <laughs> 
She also says she's not touching it, so I gotta throw it away. So it's just, I'm gonna walk into the kitchen for a dead mouse to look at me. Great. Great. Anyway, that's my life right now. <laughs> this is what my life has become. Anyway, uh, one big snub of the Oscars already yeah. is the Mr. Rogers documentary wasn't yeah. even nominated for a best documentary picture. I know. I haven't seen that yet. Have you? I have. It is good. I my enjoyed goodness. it quite a bit. Is that on HBO? Oh, shit. I don't think so. I want to say I saw it. On, maybe I maybe I uh, <coughs> got the disc, but I don't know. <laughs> You're a pure discman. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm quite the discman. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I still want to see it. I heard it's touching. It is quite touching. Oh, my God. I need to be touched. It shows you that Mr. <laughs> Rogers... You want to be touched by Mr. Rogers? <laughs> Touch me, mister. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, I want to check that out. That's too bad. Better, uh, have some good ones in there, Oscars, to make up for your yeah. snub. I heard they have that RBG one in there that I heard was really good. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth, B- Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Anytime anyone says... Yeah, but R- Ginsburg. <laughs> anytime anyone says RBG, I think of the BFG. <laughs> I'm just like, I know that's not right. I know it's not about giants. We need to do a crossover. <laughs> When RBG met the BFG. That'd be a great flick. And then we can watch a friggin' weird, scrawny giant fart into a bottle <laughs> in front of one of the Supreme Court justices. Wearing a doily around her neck at yeah. all times. Um, another thing that I found pretty sweet this last week is that a trailer came out for Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah? Did you check out some of this stuff? I didn't see it. Oh my god, it looks oh, amazing. Jesus. Okay. It looks so good. And so uh, they had like eight, six or eight playable characters for this demo that they were showing at the press conference. Yeah. They had uh, Raiden in there. They had Baraka back. Yeah. Uh, Scorpion. I heard uh, that they're, they're uh, basing Sonya Blade on Ronda Rousey. She did all the mocap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, and then they had Sonya, this uh, new guy called like Garrod or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, Scarlet, who got, like, a whole redesign. Who She was in, like, previous games, but now they've just kind of taken the name and just kind of retooled her character. Yeah. All the cinematics look great in it. Like, all the brutality and fatality moves. Like, nice. Baraka has one where he, if you, like, use a meter and get up close as a grab, he, like, goes in and stabs you and then bites a chunk of your arm off. And it zooms in on it and he just pulls back muscle. And you can Ooh. see, like, tendons and sinew just snapping. Good lord. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, some of the moves, it's like, uh, they showed a fatality, I think, of one of the new guys. Where he just, like, uh, he can turn to, like, sand. Yeah. And he'll, like, sand behind you. Yeah. And, like, punches the back of your head. So the your face comes off and your brain comes out behind it. Oh. And, like, he literally punches his face off. <laughs> like, it's so good. Anyway, I'm super excited to never get a PS4 to play this, <laughs> but I am a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Oh, yeah. I, I had Mortal Kombat X, and that shit was fun as hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to, I just need to go out and buy it, and then get in trouble for buying it, and then never play it, and then <laughs> just live in that, <laughs> live in that sulking yeah. brute. Go play body. Mortal Kombat in the doghouse. <laughs> Uh, the last bit of news I got, JT, before you can jump into yours, is that Black Widow, the Marvel 
MCU uh, character extraordinaire yeah. <laughs> is reportedly uh, having her film start filming as early as the end of February. And that kind of surprises me. Because I haven't heard much at all about this movie. No. Just that it might possibly happen. Yeah. And to for it to be, like, filming possibly at the in, like, 30 days, I was, I'm just actually surprised. Yeah. I know. I haven't heard too much about it either. So, but... I, I don't know. Maybe it, it will happen? I, I always thought it was going to be that thing that's always perpetually on the table but never really comes to fruition. Yeah. Especially, uh... Yeah, because don't, we don't even really know the uh, the fate of uh, Black Widow in the uh, after uh, right Endgame post Endgame post Endgame in a post Endgame world. Yeah, the, in, in the Endgame post show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know we can see the new Spider Man trailer where everyone's pretty much alive. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if they just show every Avenger. And... Yeah. They just have a yeah. big group get together. <laughs> a group oh, photo. Hey everybody. <laughs> hey everybody. Remember when we survived <laughs> in Avengers Endgame? <laughs> they called Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Remember when we all survived? It was fun. Yeah. Boy, that was a great time. All those events that took place. <laughs> the trailer for Spider-Man. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh so yeah, I Get get ready, people, because Black Widow may be happening sooner. She's coming. Than we think. I'm not even really excited about a Black Widow movie, to be honest, though. Yeah, I don't know what they would do. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it. It's if they were to announce a Hawkeye movie, I would even feel the same way. Yeah. It's like I don't care really. I'm I'm too busy not being excited about a Captain Marvel movie right now. I have no time to be not be excited about a Black Widow <laughs> right. movie. Right, and I, I hate saying it because I just sound like a fucking sexist coming <laughs> off and saying it, but maybe I am just kind of getting over, like, sick of it. Like, we're getting two this year, almost, like, back-to-back. Back. Yeah. And then our year's gonna be pumped full of, like, Disney films. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, like, it's... It's beginning. Beginning. It's been <laughs> it's, much for a while, and yeah. now it's just starting to, like, wear on me a lot. Yeah. You're you're joining me, Troy. You're yeah. joining. You're coming to the dark side. <laughs> Probably just the sensible side. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dave Chappelle, Rick James gift. <laughs> it's just like come to me. I, I mean, I can only assume they're trying to get as many of these out as possible before everyone just stops caring yeah. at all. But even then, like, does oversaturation make you feel like you want it done more? Yeah. Rather than have them spread them out like to one a year. I know. I don't know. I, but if they do that, then it takes too long to get where you're going. and Yeah. So I have no idea. I don't and know then what the It looks is. like Disney is going to try and double down on all this shit when they're, like, they're taking back all their Netflix stuff. So it's like, so you're going to take all of it back and do what differently? I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> then they're putting like a, like a low-key series on yeah, their streaming I, yeah. service. And like a Vision and Scarlet Witch series, maybe? I don't don't care about any of that shit. Like, just give me the heavy hitters. Maybe a Black Widow movie would be great. A spy espionage action movie? Sure. 
I'm all for it, but I just can't get excited about it right now. I don't know. Characters we've seen for years on end. I want to see something different. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Anyway. Troy, the Oscars. (laughs) Yes, Joel, the Oscars. The Oscars. They had their nom nom noms Mm -hmm. this past week. And uh, they have eight nominations for Best Picture. Okay. It is Black Klansman, uh-huh. Black Panther, uh-huh. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, okay. uh, The Favorite, okay. uh, Green Book, okay. Roma, okay. A Star is Born, okay. and Vice. Okay. All right. I've, uh, I've seen four of these. Yes. I've seen four of them. Well, do you have a favorite to win? I think Out of the I've. Because uh, Chelsea did mention a few of them. When she heard or five, I've seen five. I can't Black Panther done. <laughs> she because she told me that Black Panther that was like the biggest news this last week was like Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, and I'm like, oh okay. I don't think it is, but <laughs> no, it is. It's just I think it's more of a it's a culturally significant. Yeah, I, I as opposed I, to being a good movie. <laughs> yes, I I understand. It's that. good for what it is. I'll give it that. I don't. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It's a a good start. I'm not going to dig myself into a hole. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We reviewed it already. We have our feelings on it. Yeah, go back and listen to our review. Um, Do you have any uh, predictions on that Best Picture winner? Uh. I have mine. But I'm going based off not knowing much about... Like two or three of those movies. Uh, um, well, I think the ones that won the Golden Globe, like Green Book, won for Best Comedy, and Bohemian Rhapsody won for Best Drama. I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win. I hope to God it doesn't. <laughs> we- that would be fucking terrible if Bohemian Rhapsody won. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I um, I I think I'm just going for A Star Is Born. I, I want to say I for. think Roma's probably going to win, because there's a lot of people giving it a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. And it is well shot, and, and it's... It, I think it's more of an art house film. Like, it, you, you're supposed to take it more on its on its visual aesthetic as opposed to, like, the story. But, uh, but like, me and Molly saw it, and, I mean, it's, it's pretty good for what it is. What's it about again? Uh, you're pretty much following, like, a... It's like a maid in a, in a small town, or not even a small town, just like a town in Mexico that takes care of this family, mm-hmm. and you're kind of seeing like, it's kind of like more like a slice of life kind of film, where like you're seeing her and this family go through different things, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, like, I enjoyed it, like I'm, it's it didn't blow me away in terms of like the story, but I mean, it looks really nice. And like the the guy that did it, like that uh, I think it's that Alfonso Cuarón. Okay. Like he's known for like just really nice looking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. So uh, so yeah, I think from what I've heard, I think Rome was probably the favorite to win. Okay. That makes sense. Which would be big because it's like a Netflix exclusive. It'd be like the first film to do that to win Best Picture. Hmm. But it was in theaters, though, right? 
for yeah i think it was in theaters for like a couple release. it was like a couple weeks before it debuted on netflix yeah. but it's like a netflix produced film okay hmm i that's i know i think that's a reason they nominate it but then they wouldn't give it to it it's yeah. Like, oh well, Hollywood didn't. Yeah. Because well, I even read that AMC they usually put out all of the best picture films in their theaters mm-hmm. around this time, mm-hmm. and they refuse to put Roma in. <laughs> AMC is suck on a dick. They're just so fucking paranoid that they're gonna get fucking shut out by all these streaming services. But <laughs> I don't know. Times change, man. Yeah. Theaters need to do something besides just serve beer there. An overpriced beer to get people into no their stuff now. Yeah. Although the beer's not too bad at uh that one near the mall. Oh, well, yeah, it's not that. I mean, it could be better, but like for, what it for was being before? a thea- yeah, for We're... being a theater? Yeah. Oh, yeah, before Jesus Christ. That they, was like, the they best wanted, deal. Yeah, they wanted you to black out <laughs> in their theater. The one before. You just buy a bucket full of beers. You could get a bucket full of five beers for ten bucks. Yeah. And, like, any beer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you just go in and fuck for a a 90-minute movie and have five beers. Yeah. just be fucked. Fucking Christ. And this one, you can only bring... They give you, like, the pint cans or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, three or... Uh, depending on bucks. what you get, like yeah. I always get the nicer one, so it's like four bucks, I think. Yeah, which I guess isn't too bad. It's like the same yeah. as like getting at a yeah bar. for like a bar. Yeah, but but for inflated ass theater prices, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I suppose you're right. But then you can only bring in that one pint. Mm-hmm. And if I'm sitting like down to like a Marvel movie that's like two and a half hours long, I'm I don't want to. Sh- yeah, I don't want to get up and get another one. I just want just give me two. Yeah, and they won't. Yeah, <laughs> or send a waitress. <laughs> yeah, that won't be distracting. <laughs> Have you ever been to uh, Hollywood Boulevard? No. Um, they like serve food there in the theater room. Yeah, and it's like waitresses and stuff coming out and serving food to you. Yeah, it's cool. But it's also kind of distracting when they're, like, going around and picking up all your food and stuff when you're, like, yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. It's like, eh. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, and they make you... you have a one-item minimum purchase oh, when you go there. So it's like, whatever. Just give me a bottle of water, you bitch, and you get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I so bitter? I so... <laughs> you sound like a really good patron <laughs> of this establishment. <laughs> I guess I can't complain. I had a friend that worked there, so I would just go in and see movies for free anyway. So I guess I could pay to give something to the pay the the people who serve me there, I guess. <laughs> By getting a water. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else are we talking about? Oh, yeah. I think I said A Star is Born. That's the one I picked. But yeah. I don't know anything about The Favorite. And I've heard a few yeah. people talk about it this last week. I'm like, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. I haven't heard too much about it, but it must be good. Who knows? Who knows indeed. Who knows? Well, Troy, with Best Picture at the Oscars, we got to talk about the Razzies oh, also putting baby. out their nominations. Their nominations for Worst Picture. We have Gotti, <laughs> okay. of course. Yeah. The Happy Time Murders. Okay. Holmes and Watson. Okay. Uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> okay. And Winchester. Oh, really? That wasn't received well. No, I don't. 
Yeah, I've heard, I heard it's it kind like of a Helen mess. Helen Mirren in it? Yeah, I heard it's kind of a mess. All right. So there you go. Enough. There you go. Those are the the five nominees for worst picture at okay. the Razzies. We saw Gotti. Boy, did we. What Do you think, though, compared to all those other ones, that that one would take the worst movie? Man, I can't see how it wouldn't. I mean, it, it's almost incomprehensible. Yeah. I've heard Holmes and Watson's really bad, though. Just gro- groan-inducingly bad. Yeah. Like, but, so bad that Netflix didn't even want to have it. Yeah, but I bet Holmes and Watson has a narrative you can follow. I think maybe. Gotti! <laughs> I can't even tell you, <laughs> like, what Gotti's purpose was. <laughs> like, what was the know. purpose of all know. of the footage that we witnessed in Gotti? I think it was, like, supposed to be a semi-biopic, <laughs> kind of? Well, yeah, I mean, it's based on events from... But, like, he'll legit well, show you events that don't pertain to, like, the narrative of the story. It's just, <laughs> hey, watch him go to the dentist and then shoot a guy. For yeah. what? It was cool. Well, because he could. He could. Because huh? he could. Then watch him talk about how his, his balls are on his face or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's so much shit in it that doesn't pertain to any kind of story. It's just the fucking... <laughs> Dude from Entourage jerking off over these scenes. <laughs> yeah, I could see maybe Gotti taking it then. But then Happy Time Murders is a huge swing. Yeah. Well, I, I might talk about Happy Time Murders later. Oh, my. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm more confident on saying what would win an Oscar than what a Razzie, and none of this matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else matters. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, Troy, Nicholas Cage. We loved him in that Mandy. He's back in a big way. He's back in a big way, folks. And, uh, in fact, he's going to be teaming with the producers of Mandy mm. for a film based on a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, a bit of tentacle porn? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I saw what the name was. It's like something in space. Uh, Tentacle Color Out of Space, space. it's called. Okay. Alright. Based on H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah. So, I haven't been much into H.P. Lovecraft. I just kind of knew it was all, like, Cthulhu-based stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And then, this last year... GHD has been making me get more into it for, like, readings and stuff. Yeah. And I've been finding it more interesting. But then the more you hear about H.P. Lovecraft and how he was, like, a huge racist, uh, just makes, turns me off a little bit. Like, I don't, do I need to really champion his work of, like, a full-blown racist? Yeah, do we need to support this gross individual? (laughs) But then the stuff that he created, like, like I don't know, is pretty influential in horror, so it's like... Uh, anyway, I mean... I mean it, he's long dead. Oh, of course he is. But so, I, I mean, unless his family, or the people that are profiting from all of this, are also horrible racists. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've gotten more into... The whole Lovecraft thing, uh, 
recently, and I'm I'm more interested to see this than I would be like if you asked me like a year ago. Yeah. Because really, I'm not a I'm not a huge Nick Cage fan either. Like, I like Nick Cage. I like him, but like when he's in something, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I'm not like I need to see this, and I that probably makes many people mad, including GHD. <laughs> but I'm just like he doesn't like he's about ready to bust this window <laughs> to hit just... you in the face with a copy of Blade. <laughs> yeah. Just busts like the Kool Aid Man. And just says Nick Cage, <laughs> Nick Cage. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I I don't know. So he's let's gonna see toss it. you in the Nick Cage. <laughs> Fill it full of bees. <laughs> They're in my eyes. <laughs> uh, Troy, we watched that Mission Impossible Fallout on the show. Uh huh. We were pretty big fans of it. Yes. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, uh huh, the uh, director of said movie, said that he wants to bring back Alec Baldwin and oh. Henry Cavill for the sequel. It won't work for either of them, because, spoilers for Mission Impossible Fallout, they both die. I couldn't remember if Alec Baldwin did or not, but Henry Cavill definitely does. Oh, he... Does he get chain-hooked in the face and then explodes? Spoiler, yeah. <laughs> Big spoiler for Fallout. <laughs> but yeah, he gets hooked in the face. Chain-hooked? Chain-hooked in the face. Huh. All right, maybe it's a flashback. Who maybe knows? it's a flashback. Maybe it's a, maybe Mission Impossible Fallout was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the the next one's gonna just start with uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey just going. <laughs> First scene in the in the next Mission Impossible. Um, didn't uh, McCory do uh the fifth one too? Yes. Wow. They have a wow. lot of faith in the fella. Did you... Well, I think he's being championed by Tom Cruise. Oh, well, then Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I even like heard a story where like Christopher McQuarrie didn't want to do them anymore. And then like Tom Cruise like pretty much like freed up his schedule to make sure that's all he can do. My God. <laughs> Tom Cruise gave him some evil Scientology curse. I guess. <laughs> Cursed him to only do Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> Like, they're good. Yeah. They're like, it was one of my favorite movies last year. I know. They're so good that I want to see him doing something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. All right. We'll see how all that turns out then, huh? How about it? Yeah. Uh, Troy, Baby Driver. Did you ever get around to seeing Baby Driver? No, I haven't yet. I saw that it's on something. One of the streaming services, I think. Really? I thought I did. Hmm. Maybe it's hmm. on that... Coveted Hulu I've been talking oh about. God. Let me look it up. The sacred Hulu. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Edgar Wright said that a Baby Driver 2 first draft of a script has been made. Oh. Has Edgar Wright ever, well, I would say ever done a sequel. and But he did that Cornetto trilogy type thing, but that wasn't necessarily Not, as, not necessarily a like sequels, though. Yeah, I don't know if he's actually done, like, a full-fledged sequel to anything. Was Baby Driver that well-received that it was championing for a sequel? I know it was I definitely don't, don't a... Think so. I think it was definitely a passion project of Edgar Wright's, though. 
Oh, it wasn't he like working on it like forever. Yeah, like he was really into the whole like matching up the action to the music and stuff. I I really want to go back and rewatch Baby Driver. I've I haven't seen in a long time, and I think I might have. I might have bought it. <laughs> oh, never mind. You can only buy it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But... Ten bucks. Or if you have Showtime, it's on Showtime. Yeah, well, whatever. Nobody has Showtime. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Well, I'll get around to seeing it sometime. There you go. So Baby Driver 2 might be in the near future. Got it. Keep your eyes peeled. I will. I'll try to see the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Preferably see that before the second one. So, Joel, I saw the second... I saw Baby Driver 2. Made no sense. <laughs> Didn't get it. F minus. <laughs> uh, my last bit of news, Troy. Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. He's everywhere. Not doing the Oscars, though, but he's everywhere. Right, right. Uh, and it seems like his next project is he's that he's going to star in the Monopoly movie. Hmm. I have no idea what this is going to consist of. I heard this Are news. we just going to watch Kevin Hart buy buildings for an hour and a half? <laughs> I heard this, like, earlier this last week, and I'm like, I'm going to instantly forget about this, because I don't <laughs> care anything about this at all. And then you remembered that you forgot about it <laughs> when I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, I do not care about this. I care about this the least amount I care about anything. How about that? Okay. Sorry, Kevin Hart. I'll allow it. (laughs) I hope you get a lot of money for this. I hope he doesn't. He has enough. He needs to strike while it's hot. And his iron is cooling down. So get your (laughs) money and get out, Kevin Hart. Get the fuck out of here. Put it in a Roth IRA to get champion your retirement. Have little bit parts then. Yeah. To champion the rest of your career till you pass away. That's uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything is uplifting when it ends with the death of the person you're talking about. I don't know, man. I've <laughs> I've, I've just seen fucking boss baby so many times <laughs> that I'm just a cold well hopefully we have a remedy for that we'll talk about that later yeah that sounds fun anyway that's that's all you got that's all i got troy um in all seriousness did anyone pass away this last week um i didn't hear about anything no i don't think so well then i suppose it would be done it's done i guess (laughs) it's done i guess i only have two jt i also only have two um if you don't mind i'll start out okay uh, Shazam had a sneak peek yeah. come out this last week. Showed a little bit more of the film. Showed a little bit more action against that uh, Mark Strong character, Dr. Silvana. Yeah. That he'll be playing with. Yeah. Uh, looks fun. It's probably my favorite thing of Shazam that I've yeah. seen so far. I saw this too, and it was really cool when he jumps off the building, and then the lightning bolt strikes him. And then zips and then he, off. Yeah, he zips out of that big cloud old cloud. And... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I do. Like, look! Shazam! Audio. This is very visual. <laughs> Audio medium. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got a Shazam toy in my fridge that you bestowed <laughs> upon me. Yes. Uh, I love it. <clears throat> anyway, I'm super excited about Shazam. 
Uh, with Aquaman being fun and me liking Shazam more than Aquaman, hopefully I have a good time with this. Yeah. So, otherwise I'll be just cripplingly depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I put all my money into Shazam. Like every, everything you've brought up has ended with something depressing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, that's it. The Shazam sneak peek. All right. And then the other one I got, I, I think you have too, so I'll just chime in when you got, when you okay. go in on that one. Uh, well, uh, one of the film, one of the, uh, trailers I saw was a trailer for a film called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard. This looks awesome. I, for whatever reason... Keep forgetting about this film. I heard about it, like, mentioned forever ago. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like a very interesting premise. And then I just, it, like, left my mind. And then I saw that the trailer came out. I missed this trailer. But um, I heard you watching it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I need to, I need to hear this (laughs) and see this for myself. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no. It... <laughs> I talked a lot for not seeing it at all. <laughs> but no, like, the fact that the guy's played by Sam Elliott yeah. is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, just just making a guy that's both killed Hitler and Bigfoot. <laughs> it's just... A champion. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I don't even know what else to say. It just looks... It looks, And it's, it's, like, lower budget, but, like, I almost kind of, exp- like, want it that way. I don't want, like, any, like weird commercialized like right action scenes it's just this old man who's a badass uh-huh who killed hitler back in the day and now he is trounce- trouncing through the woods with a rifle ready to fucking shoot bigfoot <laughs> and kill his ass yes i love it <laughs> i heard sam elliott's voice i would just listen to sam elliott read anything and no shit. I would He's just the be the best. Oh my god. It's just the most badass voice ever. I know. Is Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah. Like he plays uh Bradley Cooper's brother in A Star is Born. Yeah. And he has like just these he just has like not that many scenes, but they're so fucking good because it's fucking Sam Elliott. Yeah. Like uh Chelsea watched a good chunk of the ranch. <laughs> on netflix or <laughs> yeah, whatever it was on that's right and sam elliott is like the main a main character in that yeah and i'm like parts i didn't want to watch it at all yeah but then sam elliott would come on screen he'd say something and i'd just be transfixed <laughs> onto sam elliott i'm like he could really say anything he'd be spouting off some racist shit <laughs> and i'd be like good point yeah, <laughs> it says it with such conviction. I know, even down to like the Big Lebowski, where he just plays a weird like cowboy that shows up <laughs> randomly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. Can't, can't turn it down. There's only a few people that have that effect on me. Like it's Sam Elliott, uh, Keith David, who's oh, got yeah. that sweet voice, and like. I don't know, the guy who does Optimus Prime's voice. <laughs> I can never remember what his name is. James Earl Jones. Is good. Oh, James Earl Jones, yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like, oh my god, those are just iconic, just regular people's voices. Bless, bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. 
And maybe David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just just calming. <laughs> so calming. Mm-hmm. Uh. My last trailer, Troy, they put out one for John Wick 3. Yep. Parabellum. Yep. I I just fucking love John Wick. I still haven't seen the second one. Yeah. Is it, it uh... I guess I wasn't a huge fan of the f- first one, really? I didn't think it really changed the game. Yeah, I like the first one, just because they, they do a bunch of like crazy gun shit in it. Mm-hmm. I, I just really like the first one, but... The second one, like, I saw the second one, and they do get more cartoonish with it. Okay. So I think I think you'll like the second one. Good. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, uh... <laughs> it's... It's good. It's good. Like, they get more, uh, like, assassins with, like, gimmicks and shit in mm-hmm. the second one. Like, I'm pretty sure... A sumo wrestler fights Keanu Reeves in like a subway station at one point. Cool. In the Full diaper. One. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like a bunch of like weird assassin gimmicks. All like right. Lawrence Fishburne is like a hobo that yeah. runs like an assassin army, where like they hide as hobos <laughs> and like they'll just pick people off, being homeless people. Sweet. But like. Yeah, no, it's... I love John Wick 2, but John Wick 3 looks like hella fun, too. Yeah. Like, there's fucking Keanu Reeves on a horse. Like, they have a shot where Keanu Reeves is on a horse, and he just, like, rides up up to somebody and just, like, shoots them directly in the head. (laughs) Like, he just, like, matches the speed of a guy on a motorcycle and shoots him execution style. Right. (laughs) What's weird about, like, Keanu Reeves is that he can make, like, a movie like John Wick, and it's, like universally praised yeah and then he can also have a movie that came out this year what's it called like replicas replicas i heard it's and awful it's just dog shit Ugh. that might need to be our uh I'll have to keep an eye on it might that might be our uh leftover turkey this year uh somebody was talking about it uh on another show i was listening to and they're like this seemed like a movie that was shot in 2014 that's just now being released. <laughs> they just... It 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 looks no good. Like, what are they talking about clones for? Nobody cares about clones. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. It's like clones and robots. Ooh. Like, I heard... Robo-clones. Yeah, it's like either or. <laughs> yeah, either or. Great. Well... well yeah, and uh, I guess... And they show Holly Berry in it, too. Mm-hmm. She plays like an assassin that has two German shepherds mm-hmm. where it's like she just like busts into a room and just starts laying waste to dudes mm-hmm. while German shepherds are like fucking like mauling them. <laughs> just chewing their asses oh, up. I know. It looks it looks hella fun. Yes, sir. All right. You won me over. John Wick 3. John Wick 3. Parabellum? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yes. Great. Well, JT, what do we have Means for that got the turn, mean old got tourney? The turnaround movie. I did see the uh, results of this tournament earlier today. Oh, really? It was a shocking landslide <laughs> victory. <laughs> yes. It shows how good of a show producer I am because no one even touched Overlord. <laughs> we almost did it for a show, and now we, I've found out that no one could give a fuck less about it. <laughs> 
I was, I actually forgot to vote on this one, I realized today, because I'm like, going over some, like, notes that I want to do for the show, and I'm like, oh fuck, I don't think I voted, and I went, it's like, the poll was already closed, and yeah. I was upset with myself. Yeah. But I was gonna vote for Overlord. Really? Yeah. And then it's just like, well, a hundred percent of the people who voted wouldn't made a, it wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> don't want to see that at all. So fuck me. But uh, yeah. What was uh, what was the other one? It was against Children of Men. Children of Men. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent landslide. Hundred percent landslide win for Children of Men. So it'll move on in the tournament. Alongside The Edge, The Amazing Spider-Man, Platoon, and Drag Me to Hell. Platoon. Platoon. <laughs> mm. So there we go. Pretty good tournament so far, Troy, do you think? I think so. Good? I think so. The ones that are moving on, I think would be an interesting watch. Good? Good? Good. It's good. Uh, that means we got our next matchup. We've got three more matchups in the first round, Troy. Okay. Lay them on me. So lay lay our, this one on me at least. Well, yeah, we'll get it easy. Take it easy now. <laughs> I'll pump the brakes. Take it easy now. Uh, first one from 2015 is a film about time travel. Oh. And the one from 2004 is a natural disaster film. Okay. The one from 2015 probably won't help you too much. The tagline, to fix the past, would you risk your future? Looper. It is not Looper. Oh. It is one that probably sucks more than Looper. <laughs> uh, it is the film Project Almanac. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, I think it, Think you said you brought it up. Okay. Before. Project Almanac. Something. I've seen it and completely have forgotten most yeah. of it. I, I want to say it's like an MTV film, too. I... I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If I'm remembering as much as I am about it, I I think it is a MTV produced film. <laughs> so there you go. <clears throat> Project Almanac. There you have it. Okay. In the in the running, and it's up against a film from 2004, Natural Disaster. The tagline: This year, a sweater won't do. Uh, is it the day after tomorrow? It is the day after tomorrow, Troy. Okay. I'm trying to put myself back into high school <laughs> and remember what movies came out in 2004. Yeah. So okay. time travel versus natural disaster. Project Almanac versus the day after tomorrow. Troy, which one are you looking towards? Uh, I would... Usually lean towards probably the time travel aspect of this. Because I'm not a huge natural disaster yeah. type film mm -hmm. lover. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen Project Almanac. Yeah. And I don't remember thinking it's that great. I don't think it's that bad either. It's just yeah. as a movie. Yeah. But I also think that's also the day after tomorrow. <laughs> like, none of... I don't think either one of them are, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Maybe the day after tomorrow was in, like, a spectacle in 2004 with its effects. Yeah. But I think since it's going to look maybe I think dude, I think day after tomorrow would be more interesting because it's got, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, like a young Jake Gyllenhaal in it. 
And uh, I've seen both of these though. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember feeling stoked about either one of them. So I don't it, just toss them up. Toss it up. Either one will be to get my same reaction. There okay. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> That'll move on and probably not make it to the finale. <laughs> <laughs> This will be another one of those, well, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. After this, so. <laughs> yeah. so, vote, people. I know I've just stoked the fire of that yeah. uh, tournament round, but. This is Troy's rock the vote here. <laughs> I'll just do whatever. <laughs> do whatever you want. I don't know. We're fucked either way. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a push. <laughs> They both advance all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah. We have to watch them both. <laughs> there you go. Project Almanac versus the day after tomorrow. Get your votes in. They count. You bet they do. <laughs> well, JT, that'll put us back into the shoes and the mind of M. Night Shyamalan. Mm, I hate water. With, <laughs> with our review of Glass... Dropping January 18th in 2019 yeah. with a budget of $20 million that was all up front by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. He um, believed in this one. It domestically so far has made $50.3 million and worldwide more than doubled that at $104.2 million. Oh, wow. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 37%. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Uh, IMDb has it. More positive at 7.1 out of 10. Metacritic has it at 42%. Yeah. And every movie has a lesson.com. Jesus Christ. <laughs> gave it two stars. What a convoluted ass website. <laughs> every movie has a lesson.com. Yeah. I didn't read what. What are they, an emo band? I don't. <laughs> it could be a Panic at the Disco theme, like, <laughs> song title for all I know. I don't. <clears throat> but I don't know, uh, I didn't read the review, I just looked for a actual score. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it maybe it did find a lesson, or two in there. Yeah, it found two lessons. <laughs> two stars. <laughs> two stars for two lessons. <laughs> Star per lesson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this... Well, uh, the, the low scores are justified because, uh... You brought it up in your uh, charm type show that a lot of people gave you oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. I, I wanted to bring to that up. This. I wanted to bring that up actually on this show. So thank you for reminding me. I'm gonna go up to my page. Yeah. <laughs> you received a lot of abuse from a lot no of people on kidding. Facebook. What the hell? For is saying wrong you were going to go see this. So, right before I was gonna go see the theater, <laughs> at, see the movie, going to see Glass at two forty at. The theater we go to. If anyone's interested, hit me in the DMs. Got ten comments quickly yeah. on that uh, reply, and I'm just gonna go down the line. Nah, I'm good. Hard pass. The movie isn't good. Not worth it. Not worth it, Troy. <laughs> then Chelsea chimed in. What Paul said. Hard pass on glass. Then our uh, buddy Big A. Can I hit you in the DMs about not glass related things? <laughs> Then, uh, Zish, want to go to the bar? <laughs> and then, uh, another friend of ours, Ryan, he said he would have gone with me all the way to the movie with me. 
Yeah, one positive. One positive one. I did get one person hitting me in the DMs. Our friend PK yeah. said, are you there? And I said, yes. And he said, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, I did not see him show up at the theater. Yeah. So everyone was against me seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT, you had a, a story you started and teased. What did you want to bring up? Yeah, I, I went to this on the Thursday before it came out. Like, uh, because uh, it was the one time of the week that Molly Pop ha- goes to her second job. Mm-hmm. Where, that she only goes to because she has a friend that works there. She doesn't see a lot. Uh-huh. So it was the one time of the week where i could go where i wouldn't be guilt tripped into staying at home <laughs> and uh i'm not a big fan of going to films like the day before they come out because then a lot of like the weird nerd people go right or just like i don't know like weird high schoolers are like oh we're going to see a movie before it's supposed to come out they're so fucking badass <laughs> right and uh yeah this time it was the latter because i was <laughs> i sat next to like four high school girls where every time, like, the action ramped up and, like, the music started getting louder, they would just fucking scream at each other to the point where, like, when it finally calmed down, they were still screaming and people were like, the fuck? <laughs> like, this is, the, this is, like, I think one of the only times I've been into a movie where they sent someone from the lobby to watch them to make sure they stopped yelling. Really? Because they would just, yeah, they were just what like talking. They were talking the whole fucking movie, and then when it would get like louder, then they would like adjust their volume to the volume of the movie, and then they would just keep going. Like, it would like ramp down, like, yeah, that's that's what I told them! And <laughs> you were like, the fuck? <laughs> you Did- do, re- you can go to like a fucking teen center. <laughs> You don't have to be at fucking glass to have these fucking conversations, you stupid. <laughs> did you go to the one by the mall? Or did you go to AMC to see? I this? went to the one by the mall. Okay, that's even more inappropriate. Yeah, because that that mall ha- the mall theater has like the cool like recliner seats in there. Yeah, it's got new screens. Everything's updated. Yeah, so you can like sit down and relax and enjoy something. Yeah, to have somebody just fucking yeah because they would like while the movie was going on they were like whispering and shit and i'm like okay this is kind of annoying but i can get past this but then like when like the music would ramp up they would like be like oh shit we can get away with just talking normally or even yelling (laughs) so they would do that and then when it would calm down they would still they would like do like that shit where it's like and then i said oh no it's down never mind and everyone's just like what the fuck (laughs) did you have a full house it wasn't full. I think it was like maybe 75% full. Okay. But yeah, it's like the one of the worst. It was probably one of the worst patrons I've seen in a film <laughs> where they were just like fucking yelling at like God. at times when they thought they could get away with it, they would yell at each other and like fucking laugh about guys they wanted to fuck or something, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that sounds like it sucks. My yeah. theater experience, I went to the same one. My theater experience was not that bad. In fact, I like going to showings, like, right after I get out of work. Yeah. Because it's, like, in the early afternoon, and usually nobody but senior citizens are at the theater. Oh, yeah. And no no senior citizen wanted to see Glass. That was one of my favorite experiences, like, when I was going to college. I would, like, if I had a day where, like, I didn't have any more classes after three, I would go to a movie. Yeah. Because it was, like... 
no one's there except old people, and they're just there because they're just waiting to die. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so like, like I, I guess the the only gripe I did have with going to see it is like for whatever reason for this time, like the lobby was packed full of people, like an oh an odd amount of people there at like two forty in the afternoon. Yeah. And like every cash register had had a man at it, like yeah. taking ticket stubs and orders and stuff. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and like seventy five percent of them were all senior citizens. Mm-hmm. And like the one of the kids <laughs> at one of the registers was like, uh, "I can help somebody over here." And like I was just kind of staying there, waiting. And there was just like a congregation of like older women <laughs> just like chit chatting with each other. And then I like looked at the guy. Is book club still here? <laughs> I like looked at the guy who said like he could help somebody and I like looked at the old ladies and I'm just like, can I go? Like, is it something? And so like, I finally was like, are you in line? It's like, oh no, I've had my ticket. And I want to be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> go to your theater room. You blue haired bitch. <laughs> God. I'll have one, please, for glass. <laughs> and of course, I will have that pint of beer. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, the find $4. your grandsons looking stuffy in a home, <laughs> you old bag. Uh, anyway, then I went to see Glass, and there was like 10 people in the theater room. So I was like, good. 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 Except there was like one weird part of the movie. Like, I want to say like maybe the last third I don't know if the the audio got screwed up, but it seemed like very loud. Like, yeah. C- over like the the not the just the audio, but the dialogue. Yeah. Was like super loud over like the music track, and I'm like, does that the movie or is that somebody running hmm. the per, the boards upstairs? Maybe I don't Did know. Did you have I, yeah. that? No, I don't think I remember hmm. that. Oh well, whatever then. I'll just chalk it up to some teen upstairs running the yeah. boards. Anyway, what Shyamalan happened? Shyamalan lost the Oscar for <laughs> for sound editing. Yeah. What uh, happened in Glass? Well, uh, we follow a uh, older David Dunn from uh, Unbreakable, who is currently on the case of a mysterious individual who is kidnapping young women in random places that could very well be the horde from split and uh while this confrontation is starting to escalate there is a woman on the outskirts who was a doctor who might be trying to find a way to capture said individuals and convince them that these so-called powers that they think they have might not even exist. Whoa. Glass. Glass. <laughs> uh, including Mr. Glass from Unbreakable oh, 2. Obviously he's also, in, he's also in there as well. <laughs> um, I'm, hold on, I gotta write down a note that I found funny. Okay. Um, so this does, I think, of pretty decent job of like being a culmination of the two films that come before it. Yeah. Um, I never felt that the universes couldn't be together. Like I thought at even at the end of split when it's like, Oh, it's turns out it's the unbreakable universe. I'm Mm -hmm. just like, that makes sense. 
okay. Yeah. All right. I can, I can do that. And like jumping into this world too. I'm like, all right, it still feels pretty copacetic. I liked that. They brought a lot of the old characters back from, especially Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like everyone, every one of like the three main characters had like their own, like support, character from their lives i think they even brought back the son from unbreakable yeah it is yeah it's like his son from 20 years ago that was yeah. actually an unbreakable yeah is his son in this yeah and i was like damn i like that yeah even um because m night Shyamalan always cameos in his own movies yeah and i this isn't really a, a spoiler or anything because yeah. but he plays the same character yeah he, he finds a way to make his arc complete in this <laughs> where he's both the guy from unbreakable who like tried to bring something illegal into the game right and also the security guy for the psychiatrist right. from split right so if you were worried that you wouldn't get Don't a complete worry. arc same guy get it. <laughs> yeah if you're on your on on the edge of your seat wondering, is that the same M Night Shyamalan <laughs> from Unbreakable? It is. Does he continue and his he, arc from he, Split? He does. Yeah, he <laughs> he makes it a point to point out for no reason that he's the same guy from both Unbreakable right. and Split. Now, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't catch that he was all... Because I totally forgot about Unbreakable, that he was in it. And yeah. he was the guy who was, like, maybe selling drugs at the stadium. Yeah, he was bringing drugs. <laughs> it's like, And this is that weird scene where, like, Bruce Willis is like, are you trying to bring something in here? And he's just like... I don't know. Uh, no. no. I think it's a full pat down and nothing happens. But yeah, I, uh, somebody told me that and I'm like, oh yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, that's all well and good. Um, and so it's, I love it just because it's so forced. Cause mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, you worked at the football stadium 15 years ago. <laughs> I used to live around there. Granted, I ran with a pretty sketchy crowd around that time, but now I work as the security advisor for the psychiatrist. Where it's like, okay, fine. All of that shit, you're the same person. We fucking get it. Right. Like, he had to make sure that that was put in there because everyone was fucking waiting to see why M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> was apparently two different characters, but then he had to fucking make it so that he's the same character. Right. And I, it didn't come off as offensive as what we're saying. But, like, no, I, thought it, I thought it was funny. He literally spells it out. Like, <laughs> yeah, he he's not, he no one asks him about his life. <laughs> no, one, he, he legit, no one ever would. <laughs> no, no one gives a shit. He's just at... <laughs> He's just at Bruce Willis's security place buying shit and then just happens to start a conversation where he talks about himself. Right. So that it fucking ties all of these unneeded loose ends that he's making. <laughs> Except he did have like one of the lines in this that did make me laugh. Because his de- because Bruce Willis is like I'm going to go out for a walk, which is code for, like, I'm going out with oh, control yeah, that's or whatever. Right. He's, like, and he's like, I don't think you should go for a walk, Dad. That was Dad. pretty good, where he was like, let him walk, dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> let your dad go for a walk. Like, Jesus, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, <laughs> so, we can not talk now about that, that anymore. Now that we're done with the M. Night Shyamalan arc. <laughs> 
Uh, also, uh, McAvoy's back in this playing Kevin and a myriad of other people in this. Yeah. And uh, I would like to say that his main personalities are back from Split. His... Uh, they added other ones, Troy. I know. I have that down. They More added other personalities. Ones. I was appeased to no end to this. I think I counted a grand total of 20. Yeah, because he had his main three. The He had Hedgewig, uh, Patricia, Patricia, Dennis. And Dennis. And then he also... And then, like, the Beast, yeah. obviously. But then he also had more. He had some that didn't even speak English. Yeah, there was one that spoke Spanish. And then he had uh, more... Some, like, weird frat guy bro... That one was fun. He had, like, a guy that spoke, like, uh, Scottish. He had, like, a horny chick that was, like... <laughs> he was a horny chick that was, like, trying to come on to the orderly. No, no. He, uh, she was from the Jade. She was from Split. Was she? The Diabetic. Oh. She was on the video journal thing, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. Um, But anyway, yeah, they had uh, tons more. So I was, like... Check off that box. I wanted to see more personalities. I got more personalities. It was fun. Um, and I guess this original cut for this movie was three and a half hours long. Oh, my God. But Because it, it included, like, even more personality stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, blows me away because, like, McAvoy does, like, a good job of, like, differentiating himself and all these personalities yeah. and stuff. But, like... How would you even keep them straight in your head at, at that point? Yeah. If you're doing, like, if you can cut an hour out of the film. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it more when we get into spoilers and stuff, but I feel like I feel like they make them jump around too much with the personalities mm. in this. I could see that a little but bit. But I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk more about that okay. when we get into spoilers. Um, I also really... I might save that for spoilers, too. Um, so... Uh, the main therapist that you see in the trailer, Sarah Paulson's character, I can't remember yeah. what her character's name is. I can't remember either. Um, from the trailers, bringing them all together and like psychoanalyzing all three of these major personalities from these last two films. Yeah. Did you think, without really going into spoilers, um, her initial plan to get these three together was an interesting idea? Like, what she proposed at the beginning? Yeah. Like, uh, at, like, and they're in that pink therapy room, and that, like, whole thing going yeah. on there. Like, do you she, think... She, I think she points out, like, her main... When they when she, they first come together, I think she points out, like, her main reasoning being that she feels like they are delusioned. Mm-hmm. Like, delusional, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much just pointing out, like, she thinks they're delusional... And she just wants to help them, like, pretty much come back to reality. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see that. Like, it's weird. Because there's there's a definite twist in this I don't want to give away. But it it felt weird that she was so adamant on just these two, on these three. Because, especially where she was, like, very adamant on, like, you think you're comic book characters. Where it's, like... I mean, that's very specific. Like, you could just take, like, three people that are just delusional about their about how powerful they think they are. Yeah. But she distinctly points out comic books, where you're like... I got more to say about that. That's... I mean, 
I don't know. Like, it feels like that was a more specific. Yeah, I I want to get into that into spoiler stuff because that's yeah. like a way. Like even at the end of the film, that's yeah, up a lot. yeah. Like she really she really like draws from. Well, they think they're combo characters, and I'm. This is like my my thesis of what I'm trying to what I'm trying to uh, study. Where it's like okay, but it's like like. Be, because I think they're combo characters is not like a disorder. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you could think you're anything. I you're mean, right. this is like you're like really you're you're filing a very very weird subsect of people, <laughs> a very big niche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when I say very big, I mean extremely small niche <laughs> yeah. of things going. It could be just you three. Yeah. <laughs> granted, all. granted, do not spoil it. The 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 twist at the end they make it make more sense but right with this it's like but while you're explaining this seems very weird yeah um i uh my initial thoughts seeing the trailer that i've said on the show before is that it didn't the trailers didn't look like it had the same tone of either one of the films that came before it yeah and i think i was kind of proven wrong on that yeah in the first like act of this especially and even into the second act like it has that slow kind of Shyamalan pace yeah that I was like oh this it does feel like this kind of fits yeah like it's got interesting shot like shots that Shyamalan does like yeah they even do like another kind of upside down shot like following um David Dunn's son at one point yeah where like we kind of pointed that out that they did that on Breakable yeah. Um, but then, like, the last chunk of the movie, I feel like goes off the rails a bit. And yeah. when I say a bit, I mean like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it feels completely separate yeah. from what they've set up. I really enjoyed the first act of this. I feel like the the second act, just by what they, I feel like in the second act they kind of like restricted themselves in cert- by. By giving characters certain attributes, they restrict themselves on what they can really do, and I feel like they don't realize that till they get to that point where it's like, oh shit, the only person we really have to work with is McAvoy, <laughs> <laughs> and like we're just gonna have him talk to himself, I guess. And yeah, then, they... and then by like the third act, I mean, I was digging it more at the third act, but it was like I, there was so many more things I liked in the first act that I don't think it ever reaches that peak potential in the first act where it was like, I mean, this is fine. <laughs> the The premise that they set up at the beginning of, like, act two, I thought was an interesting one to go with. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I want to see where this is going. But then I thought, like, the middle of the movie really was spinning its wheels to get somewhere else. Yeah. like, I- And then once it got there, I'm just like the fuck is happening here (laughs) yeah like it felt like this movie was like really feeling its budget by like the second act where it was like let's just keep repeating the same shit over and over again using different words there i mean i I, (laughs) during the second act there when it was kind of just like sitting in these moments i was kind of bored yeah and i was like all right something needs to pick up and I, and I feel like it didn't have to be that way. They could have easily so. made it yeah. if they would have just not done certain things that they didn't have to do. <laughs> yeah. 
So why don't we just get into spoilers? Well, well, would you recommend seeing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, if you are super adamant about seeing this in the theater, see a matinee. But I think you could wait for a home release. Yeah, like a VOD release. Yeah, I would say that. I would compare this to a. I would compare this trilogy to like a slightly less Star Wars trilogy. Where like the first one is pretty good, the second one I think is the best, and then the third one is the weakest, but it ties everything up at the end where it's like taking it all as a trilogy. It's a fitting end, but it's the weakest film out of the 3. Uh, okay. I that's what I would say. I, so I I would say like fine. if you're if you're very invested in this trilogy i would say go ahead and see like maybe a matinee but you can probably wait to rent this or see it on vod when it comes out yeah i agree okay uh full spoilers full spoilers um before we jump into like what the second act plot was i wanted to bring up something that i thought it was really fun in this that they used unbreakable deleted scenes for flashbacks yeah because they flash back to certain aspects of like Bruce Willis back on that train where they just reshot that. And then there's another scene where they're at a carnival in Unbreakable where like um, Mr. Yeah, Glass as that a was kid a cool scene. Yeah. was on a ride and yeah. like it wouldn't stop and he broke all of his bones and shit. Yeah. I was like, that's really a cool idea. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever been done before. Yeah. And I thought that was really smart to show like different conversations that he had with his son different things when mr glass was a kid yeah um i thought that was really cool and i wanted to bring that up but i didn't want to like spoil that no for... yeah no i thought it was yeah they, they brought in footage from unbreakable they didn't use in the movie mm-hmm. to for this well it's like i feel like especially i loved the the mr glass like the when he was a kid on the carnival ride but like <laughs> Them putting that flashback there, I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know, yeah, like, it's I like... I can't remember the context and why they used it. Like, they do it, like, right after he gets, like, a like an operation. And, that like, right after they use this laser on him, it flashes at this flashback, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, at first I thought they did it because it's like, they said something like, the laser does something to your brain that, like, it's supposed to, like, kind of, like eviscerate like the thing that caused you to become who you were so i thought they were like oh the laser's like finding this memory that made him officially made a mr glass mm-hmm. and then it's like eviscerating it so it's like oh okay maybe that's why they're doing that but then they show where it's like he fucked with it where it didn't work at all so it's like <laughs> so why'd you have the flashback <laughs> <laughs> who knows i don't yeah. remember I I can't I remember the flashback. Yeah. I don't remember the pre. I mean, it, it's a it. cool flashback, but it it's like a it has no place in the narrative whatsoever. But it's cool. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll say it's cool. Um, <laughs> once uh, I actually thought that the fight between well, the first fight between like the Beast and David Dunn, who is deemed uh, the overseer in this, yeah. 
as like opposed to a I was bunch a bigger of, fan of the Tiptoe Man. The Tiptoe Man, that was good. <laughs> um, there were some other cool names yeah, too. Green Guardian, I think, was one that was fun. Um, but anyway, he's deep the overseer in this. Uh, he actually meets the Beast really fairly early on. In yeah, the movie. I was a little disappointed they did it so early. Like, right. I, I really want him to build up to that showdown. Right. And this was just like, oh, they're fighting already. Right. I mean, I, it gets them all together sooner so they can have like what they're setting up yeah but i i was kind of like i don't know because they both kind of fight to a stalemate whereas like it's not like something where mcavoy's the beast won and then david dunn goes to fight him again and wins at the end or something like that it's just they fight to a stalemate and then they're kind of captured and then they're in that psychiatric facility yeah so i thought i was like oh well Maybe it'll will build up to something but else. I, but here. I feel like compared to like what we get at the end, this is a more satisfying fight. It is. Oh, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I I liked that whole first act actually quite a bit. Like what we said. Yeah, like the whole uh, David Dunn, like seeing like him and his son working together to like find these people, and like like working together where it's like his son is kind of like a, a makeshift Oracle where he's like doing all this right. internet, internet research and right. like helping him out and stuff. Like, especially like based on that relationship you see in unbreakable where it's like his son like wants to believe he's a superhero so bad. And now he's like in his thirties and he's like still kind of like geeking out a little <laughs> bit. Where right. He's like, Oh, right. My dad's a superhero. Right. Want to go for one of your walks and right. shit like that. Or yeah. Like you still kind of like, you can kind of see, where like how it built up to this just based off of unbreakable yeah i i actually liked his son's performance in this quite a bit yeah he's really good in this except right as he's introduced they like made sure you realize that that was his dad because he said like dad 900 (laughs) times he's like oh hey dad Going out from, uh, coming in from patrol, dad. Look at all these stats I got, dad. I'm like, fuck, I know it's your dad. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, that was just one pet peeve. Yeah. I ended up liking him in the movie, but I was just like, yeah. okay, I get it. It's your fucking dad. God damn. Uh, well, since now we're speaking candidly, can we just say that Bruce Willis is sleepwalking the Holy fuck out of this fuck. match, out of this fucking movie? It, it's so bad to the point where I feel like M. Night Shyamalan had to throw in lines to address the situation. To wake him up? Where, no. Not, <laughs> he honestly cannot wake... He couldn't wake him up. But, like, he throws in lines where it's like... There's a line specifically where the son says, You seem tired, Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And shit like that where it's like... He does not give a fuck in this. And, and it, like, brings... And, like, I don't think it brings it down, like, completely. But it brings it down... I, and like half the time he's quote in the movie, he's in a big hood. So it's probably not even him in the movie. Yeah. It doesn't need, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, but like his whole thing is like, he's supposed to be this guy that feels obligated to go out and find these people because he's the only one that can. Right. But more than half the time, it looks like he could give, give a shit less. I know. And it just sucks (laughs) that that's just Bruce Willis. That's him. It's not. But going back and watching, and from what I understand is that M. Night Shyamalan and Bruce Willis have an amazing relationship. Yeah. Like, that's why Bruce Willis, like, will do, like, any M. Night movie. Yeah. Because they like like each other. Yeah. And, but, like, lately Bruce Willis is just, like, a fucking zombie on screen. Yeah. It's 
boring even going back and watching our what we're reviewing for monday yeah like it is night and day night exactly night and day exactly (laughs) exactly i was almost about to say say the same thing that like our monday review i'll have i'll have more glowing things to say about bruce willis and that but yeah in this it's like it's so bad that m night was like we have to throw in some lines to like to like kind of like clue in people that it's like yeah, this guy is tired and old. <laughs> like, because there's... He is just fucking... Yeah. Awful in this. He was like... Hey, let's, let's do this. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't uh, think he was as... As bad as he's been in other things. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, it's not great. Yeah. And he's then when you... sleepwalking. Yeah. And then when you get to, like, the, the psychiatric ward where... I think that's the thing that brings down the second act so much is like you get to the psych ward where you have Bruce Willis who's sleepwalking and you have Samuel L. Jackson who's comatose. Who doesn't speak for an hour of this movie. Yeah. And then and then you get to fucking uh fucking McAvoy. McAvoy where it's like he has to like pretty much carry the movie. Carry everything. <laughs> and it's like I feel like they have to they try and make up for it by just having him have as many personalities as they can come out in in at at once where you're like, well, now you're just kind of taken away from that. Like the thing I like the most about Split is that they all every personality that they portray gets a a big chunk of time before they're interrupted by something else. Right. Where in this it's like it's like every fucking like two or three seconds, it's like <laughs> Here's someone else. Uh, uh, here's someone else. Mm. Where, and it's like, it almost kind of even fucks with his performance a little bit where, like, some of his, like, characters kind of bleed into each other. Like, when they're not supposed to. It's just that he's, like, trying to maintain a performance, but it's like he's going through three or four different people in one scene where you can kind of see that, like, his performances are kind of bleeding into each other because mm. he has no real chance to really dive into somebody because he's too busy moving on to the next person mm. i uh i can understand your criticism but that didn't bother me so much but i was also looking for him to really have fun with like a ton of roles and stuff yeah no i mean he, he's not terrible in this i still liked him a lot yeah he still has some really cool moments in this but i feel like there's sometimes where it's like when he was dennis and split he was dennis Right. And there was times in this where, like, he's Dennis turning into someone else where, like, he's not as much, like, the character of Dennis as he was in Split because he's too busy worrying about moving on to this next character when he's being Dennis. I could see that. That didn't bother me, but I understand your criticism on yeah. that. Um, so let's talk about the second act, like, kind of story arc introduced by Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Her her uh I'm trying not I'm trying not to like jump to the end here. So she's pretty much pitches that she is she's like this experimental therapist yes. who is dealing with this thesis that there's people out there that are so obsessed with co- the comic books yeah. That they, in fact, believe themselves to be, like, characters that have these powers. And she is given 
like three days in this like mental institution to work with these three to to like cure them and then if she can't then they're gonna do a procedure to their brains that like fixes yeah maybe whatever. lobotomizes them yeah Who knows? they they, they it's insinuate it's of... gonna be a lobotomy <laughs> Yeah, so it, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because the only one obsessed with comic books is Mr. Glass. Yeah. But I guess in conjunction to that, he believes that David Dunn is like a comic character. Yeah. But like that wouldn't make any sense for Kevin. Like he's just got DID. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so they, she thinks that... That all of this is in their head, and they believe that they have these supernatural abilities. Yeah. And she kept calling them superheroes, which made it seem so campy yeah. compared to the last two films. Yeah. Like, just say they have, they believe they have supernatural abilities. Quit yeah. calling them superheroes. Yeah. That's what a, one of my hugest pet peeves <laughs> of this movie is. Yeah. Is that, like, M. Night Shyamalan, who wrote and directed this, like... Throws a ton of, like, comic book lingo, I guess, in this. Yeah. That I feel like is trying to talk to the common person as if they are an idiot. Yeah. And trying to say, like, it's like your comic book movies that you love. <laughs> These are, like, superheroes. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, this is poor writing. Yeah. Anyway, that's... And that goes on for the rest of the movie from here. And it yeah. fucking drives me up a wall. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so... Her explanation to these three are, like, you believe that you have extra sensory mental abilities, that you are able to predict all this, like, for Mr. Glass or whatever. He has, like, super huge brain. Yeah. And uh, while Kevin may have DID, the Beast character or whatever has, like, these supernatural, like, strength and can't be shot and all this. Same with, like, David Dunn. Yeah. And explains it to them. That's all in their head, and all of the things that happen to them in their movies could be explained away through these means. Yeah, like, like she she phrases it where it's like, like yeah, I would I would have liked it more if she didn't use like the superhero stuff. But I do like when she was like explaining away all the things where it's like she's like kind of like referencing it as like these people want to feel like they are better than what they are, so they like subconsciously put themselves in situations where they can feel superhuman and then right. convince themselves that they are in fact superhuman. Right. And I like when she was doing shit like that. Me, I liked it too. The only criticism I have of that is that I never believed it. No. And like going to later on in the movie, I'm like, maybe that's true. But if that was the point of the movie where it was going to take a turn, yeah. I never felt like it, need it convinced the audience even that that is like actually happening in this i feel like this. i think it needed to yeah i feel like this movie it tried to be the reverse of what unbreakable and split was where unbreakable and split were these movies that didn't tell you they were a superhero origin story to the very end right and this movie tries to convince you that it never was a superhero origin story. Right. Which I like. I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. I just never fell for it. Yeah. Because I, I think that's why I like these three films as a trilogy. Because, like, 
every film, like Unbreakable as David Dunn's story and Split as Kevin's story and then Glass as Mr. Glass's story where I feel every film is like the origins of that character and like them reaching their full potential. Yeah. And this is Mr. Glass reaching his full potential where it's like he was so obsessed with finally proving that superheroes do exist and this is him doing that like actually like going out of his way to like actually show these people that they really are these powered people that they think they are right and so from here on out like it kind of convinces david that like oh yeah i'm not like i guess i'm not the man that i thought i was or my son thinks david never wanted to be right but then like (laughs) it takes the most toll on him but then at that point, he, like, kind of disappears from the movie for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And well, the only he seems time like he... he never gives a shit about anything in this movie. So yeah, then and it's then like... when you check in okay. on him, he's, like, crying. And I'm like, what? okay, <laughs> fine, let's go back to Kevin. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's just doing his, like, 20-man act in his cell. Yeah. Which, like, it, it doesn't make any sense on why he could not break out of there. Because at one point, the orderly comes into his room, and he stands behind him... So the light doesn't affect him. Why didn't he just close his eyes and bust out of the room? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, in, I guess yeah. you just fall into the movie and you don't think about those things. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, but I've like, never he, thought about him closing his eyes and running. What? Yeah. Because all he had turn, to do was get past the light and then he could really, literally do anything. He could cut fucking loose. Yeah. And then David Dunn's room is just... Why would yeah, they have ever the whole, built this? Yeah, d- does the whole thing fill with water? I think it does. Because it, it's because like his weakness is that he's cap- he's like culpable to drowning. Right. It's not that water is like oh I'm so weak now. Right. I'm wet. I'm so weak. Right. Because he's had to shower before, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, what the fuck is he? I'm, really? I'm fairly certain his room floods with water, but like. But then they have like they have like what like they said they have a thirty gallon tank. No, it's that, like, 300-gallon tank outside. But then that room has got to fit, like, for the one time they do it. (laughs) Like, a thousand gallons. Yeah, that's got to at least zap 75% of that fucking water. (laughs) So they're just like, oh, we used it once, better refill the big fucking tank out back. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that bothers me, too. It's like, if you, like... I get it. Like, uh, you're culpable to drowning, but you're unbreakable. Like, I think that's a cool weakness. Yeah. But wouldn't you, like, after that first stint in that swimming pool in Unbreakable, like, take a swimming lesson? Oh, God, yeah. Or something? Motherfucker can't do shit in water. Like, it it, like it just zaps him. Of, he, like, becomes weak, which I guess doesn't make any sense to me. Just being in water yeah. makes him weak. Well, I never got... Did they say that water makes him weak? No, but... If you jump to the end of the movie... Well, he's getting his ass beat by the beast, though, at the end. Yeah, for a minute there, but... I'll, we'll, I'll get there at the end, because I have All a whole right. note that I want to jump into okay. on it. Okay, Um. So, anyway, after some wheel spinning happens in the second act, it's starting to jump into third, where, like, Mr. Glass actually breaks out of his comatose host state yeah. and becomes full-on Mr. Glass... Full well, on purple yeah. suit, and well, he never was in a comatose state. He well, was acting the whole time, right? But like, he, he breaks out of what um, you believe that he's in. Yeah, becomes full on Mister Glass and gets 
uh, Kevin on his side because he breaks him out of the cell yeah. too. And he gets on his full purple suit with an MG brooch <laughs> on his, like, ascot. And I'm like, you went full in on the supervillain yeah, aesthetic. It's not too far off from how he dresses in glass or in, in Unbreakable, though. He wears some elaborate-ass purple suits Yes, he does, but... A, like a studded brooch that has MG for Mr. Glass. It's not too far off from what he was. It's farther off for a, for than a, a realistic for, type of. For a guy who 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 dandied himself a supervillain, he would get an MG fucking brooch made. I I thought it was a little over the top, but and where when because doesn't he get incarcerated like right after that? So when did he ever get that made? He had it for for <laughs> when he confronted Bruce Willis. He was like, got I'm, it I'm really... for his release party of, of the psychiatric ward, yeah. and also for whatever reason in this too, he has gotten gross teeth. You know, yeah, he had like weird, like it looked like he like chewed on shit. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I'm like, why is that a thing in this? Yeah. Anyway, is that's it like just some kind of thing ass... where it's like his bones are so brittle that like his teeth are eroding or something? Maybe. I, I was like, maybe they he just didn't brush his teeth in that place? I don't know. I thought it was an odd choice, and it was yeah. distracting Like, it to wasn't, me. like, yellow teeth. It was just, like, he had, like, he had white teeth. But, like, black. But, yeah, he, yeah, like, he chewed like he was, a crayon or yeah, something. Yeah, like, he chewed on, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it was an odd choice. Yeah. I don't think but I liked for, it. But for all of that, though, I do like the shit they do with Mr. Glass. I think Sam Jack, this is definitely Sam Jackson's movie, once he finally wakes the fuck up. Yeah. Because, like, he's, like, all of his dialogue's really cool, and, like, when when he kind of, like, goes through, like, all of his plan and, like, what he was was laying out all along, I thought it was, it was a little far-fetched, but I liked where it's, like, he's so patient that he's just willing to sit back and let everyone pretty much tell them, like, their daily routines, and, like, he just memorizes it, and then works through, like, this is when I can do this, and this is when I can do this. Yeah, uh, all while this, right before he kind of breaks out, Sarah Paulson, like, in, tells him that she's installed cameras all over the facility. Yeah, so that just based on, but it, it they installed them just based on the fact that they have, like, assumptions that he's, like, breaking out of his cell. Right. Like, every time, like, they get, like, a hint that, oh, shit, I, we think that he broke out of his cell last night, let's install a camera here. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone saw him in this area. Let's install a camera here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all like a big plan so that he can lay out everything at the end. Right. Um, And so he he uses, ends up using that to his advantage at yeah. the end. Not before he teams up with the Beast to go against David Dunn, but all the while explaining on how fucking comic book team-ups work. Yeah. And all this shit. He's like, this is the point where the super villain teams up with the beast to fight against a common foe. And I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up and just do it. Well, no, I, I, I fucking hated that. I, I didn't hate it because it's, it's him living out his fantasy. This is what he's been building up to his entire life. I didn't take and it. And he wanted to lay it out. And to him, he's laying it out where it's like he wants to lay it out like. As he always dreamed it as. I took it as M. Night Shyamalan treating the audience like an idiot. And I 
fucking hated I mean, every time it was brought up. I mean, you can, yeah. It, it is, I think it's a little over-explained when he does it. It is. But, <laughs> but I think it's definitely, it's, it's, like, Mr. Glass getting to that point that he always dreamed of. Like, he, even in, at the end of Unbreakable, they always bring up that there's always two different kinds of villains and one major superhero. And this is him finding that that like brute villain that he can team up with to finally live out his fantasy of this panel of comic book that's always been playing in the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. And he's laying it out in, in through dialogue, like how he always imagined it would be for him. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's over explained, but it's like <laughs> it's him explaining it is like him like being like, Oh, and this is where I do this. Mm hmm. <laughs> so th- th- it leads him to a huge showdown um at the end the, the, all three of them at this point have broken out of their yeah um their holds yeah and are uh have a showdown outside where now david dunn is back out in his overseer outfit yeah and is going head to head with the beast and they're yeah. gonna have a clash of titans which yep. turns into like the most boring choreographed fight <laughs> I've ever. There's not really choreographed. They just kind of get even... themselves in chokes and they're just, just like lean themselves into vans, tying up <laughs> with each other and just throwing each other around, and not even a lot. Yeah, it's just like shoving each other into a van. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is so fucking not exciting. For I know that Split and Unbreakable weren't like action-packed movies. Yeah. So I didn't really expect going into this that it would end up being like that. But from the trailer, it kind of looked like he was going to try. Yeah. Because you get McAvoy running like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, I have dreams about running like a cat sometimes, and it looks a lot like how he did in this oh movie. Oh, God. All right, Troy. I don't know why, but, like, you twice might, a year... You may year, need to go check, talk to a psychiatrist. <laughs> twice a year, I have dreams where I get on all fours and run like an animal. <laughs> That's one of these days I'm going to look out my work window and see you down in your front yard running as a cat through your <laughs> around your house. Uh, anyway, I I felt uh that their fight was just kind of lackluster. I the fight yeah. that they already had before this was better. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, I feel like they this movie it doesn't like depend so much on its action. They definitely try to, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird ending. <laughs> right, it, because we're not even to, like, the big major twist of this Yeah, yet. no, this is just, like, the the whole, like, confrontation at the end. Like, because their whole plan, like, the, the whole plan that uh, Mr. Glass lays out is that he wants to have all this take place at this big unveiling of this giant tower. Right, in Philadelphia. In, in downtown Philadelphia, so that the world can see. Right. And, and this facility is trying to keep it at bay so they don't get that far. Right. Uh, so, and then, I'll let you explain what the twist is right, that's so, coming through Yeah, here. so the twist is that uh, Sarah Paulson's character works for an organization that has three-leaf clovers tattooed to their <laughs> hands, uh-huh. where they're in charge of pretty much maintaining anything that is deemed like 
an anomaly yeah. of some sort. Yeah, like they they operate under the idea that all humans should have the same relatively the same strength and speed and like any t- any type of quality. Like no one should be considered superhuman. Right. Otherwise, it would it would uh, give advantage to certain people over others. So, if anything ever pops up like that, they send people to contain it and try and convince them that they're not these people. And if they can't, then they, like, pretty much lobotomize them or kill them. Right. And that's pretty much what they do at the end here. Like, all three of them die. <laughs> yeah. So, I I guess I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. But I, when that twist came, because I knew something else was up with her. Yeah. And I'm like, I was waiting for, yeah. like, a Shyamalan. Much, yeah, too much of her story makes no sense for it to not be a twist. Right. And when it finally came that that was it, I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> I did. I thought it made it way overly complicated for the third act reveal of this to really lead to nothing. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it as nothing. Like, my whole thing, like, what I said before was that this is Mr. Glass's story. It's like, the whole movie... Without you even realizing it, it's pretty much a conflict between Sarah Paulson and uh, Mr. Glass. Yeah. Where they're they're never, like, at blows with each other. They're never yelling at each other. They barely even talk to each other. Right. It's, like, it's pretty much Sarah Paulson trying to convince these two powerful people that their powers don't exist. And Sam Jackson moving everything, all of the pieces around in the background to perform some kind of scenario <laughs> that shows them not only do their powers exist, but that if there's other people out there that also have similar powers, they, they can be shown that they are also powerful because his whole, because that's Mr. Glass's whole thing. That was his, that was his modus operandi from the beginning. Right. Was like, I, I want to show the world that this comic book lifestyle that I'm obsessed with is a real thing. Right. That it's real life. That right. It's not for kids. It's It takes place in front of your very eyes, and you may not even realize it, but it exists. And that's what I, I appreciate about this movie, is that they legit try to make this Mr. Glass's like, origin story. He even says this is an origin story. Yeah. That this is him finally putting it out to the world that these super people exist. Yeah, I don't mind that that's like his his M.O. and he wants to do it on a public forum. But when Sarah Paulson is like, I work for this organization that's been around for 10,000 years, snuffing out superheroes. Yeah. And I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? I don't give a shit about this at all. Yeah, and it is over the top, but in terms of like a movie where Mr. Glass is supposed to be like the main protagonist, like, this is, like, the ultimate villain for him to face off against, like, an organization whose sole purpose is to convince these people that he's trying to convince our super that they're not. <laughs> it's, I wouldn't mind, because does he let on that he knows about the society? Yeah, they do, like, because that's the reason why he's, like, bugging all these cameras is because he does catch on that there is some kind of thing going on where they are trying to snuff out this whole thing. Hmm. 
it wasn't made aware to me in the movie that he's aware of the society. He just is aware that somebody is trying to stop him and he's going to give somebody their... Just... And it might be that too. But anyway, regardless of that point, I'm not going to argue semantics with that. Yeah. Because like, yeah. we t- took different things out of this movie. But like... <laughs> David, Dunn, and the B... I'm going to go back to that fight for a minute. Yeah. With, between them. Because once Sarah Paulson calls her goons in to like take these super people out like uh what's actually kind of cool is that the th- other three supplemental characters for from each of the others yeah like we haven't even talked about oh yeah we Anna didn't even, yeah taylor yeah johnson case yeah case yeah taylor joy taylor joy yeah like yeah casey comes back for um, to be kind of like the support for kevin right um, which I actually liked her in this of all the supporting characters. I think I liked her the most. Actually, I liked yeah. Bruce Willis's son. Yeah, he was fun. As Holy like... shit! Sam Jackson's mom in this <laughs> is just. There's no way that she that she's his mom. <laughs> They're the same fucking age. Yeah, yeah. They even like they even like make up the fuck out of her to yeah. make her seem older. Yeah, but like the her them making making her up. Makes her look Sam Jackson's age. Right. <laughs> like, right. they look like the same age. Like, she looks like she had him at two. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> Sam Jackson, actually, in real life, is five years older than her. Yeah. And it looks like they're the same age with her with old makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I liked Anna Taylor-Joy in this, actually, a lot. Um, I liked... And I actually thought that they were gonna... Um, once all the action commotion was going down... That either one of those two, David Dunson or Anna Taylor-Joy, was going to actually have abilities as well. Yeah. And they never really did it, but they could... they If they did another movie out of this, I could see them yeah. giving one to Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Because they seem to, like, focus on, like, her ability to calm the beast down, and it could be portrayed as, like, an ability. But yeah. I, I like it also if it's just, like... No, it showed somebody compassion that it was something like him. Yeah, that could calm down the beast. Yeah, well, yeah, she's like the first person to really like step back and actually be like, I want to talk to Kevin. Like, there's first his entire life, everyone has been fascinated with all of his personalities that they never really give a fuck about Kevin, and she's the first one to be like, No, I want to talk to Kevin. I want to talk to the actual Kevin. Right. And, and it also helped, too, that, like, in Split, the Beast forms a relationship with her because they're both damaged. Yeah. And so she can approach the Beast, and he's not going to just cr- bear hug her to death. Yeah. <laughs> I also liked how, uh, like, these three characters fit together, like, really well, mm-hmm. where, like, of course, the Beast would have a affinity for Mr. Glass because who the hell else is going to feel more pain than a guy who's bones break on right. t- like by touching him right and then of course he has a thing against uh david dunn because david dunn has been through so much shit but has never felt pain right so then like he feels like he has to take it upon himself to find any way possible to make him feel pain right like i liked how those three characters kind of fit together where like you can see the motivations of all three of them working together right um, so in, anyway, in this whole confrontation at the end, Sarah Paulson calls in her goons, Anna Taylor-Joy ends up calming the beast down to turn back into Kevin, and that's the point where he gets sniped. Yeah. Because now he's not bulletproof. Yeah. 
and he like ends up dying in her arms. Yeah. Which I thought was that was handled pretty well. What I didn't like yeah. was David Dunn's yeah. out. They just drown him. They drown him in a pothole. <laughs> they drown him in a pothole, and then he's dead, and then no one cares. And what <laughs> doesn't make any sense in this, right? So, like, he's fighting the beast in that water tank. Yeah. And he is able to be strong enough to fend off the beast and punch a hole through this whole vat tank. Yeah. But he also... Is then gets drowned by a normal dude in a pothole when he can't. He's got super strength. Fucking do a push oh, up. No. He's he's still drowned though. Like he was in that tank for a while. Yeah, but he was still able to fend fucking off the beast and break through it. And, and I that, know and that won't drain a fuck ton of energy out of you. I get that, but he's unbreakable. Like, that tells me that water is All the dude had to do was just push his head down. A fucking normal dude? Are you kidding me? You brought up an Unbreakable that, like, you were you were all about, like, oh, I love that he can only lift 350 pounds. He's not a dude that can, like, fucking, like, use his pinky finger and, like, push him, push, like, the earth. He's I'm not fucking, saying that. He's, he's, he's super, but it's like if he's in a situation where he's already weak and can barely move and all the dude has to do is just push his head into a pothole, he can't stop that. He's fucking already fucking weak. Don't no. fucking shake your head. You have no idea about the situation. <laughs> all you, you I want... saw the situation. No, but you're just like, he was in a fucking tank. He was near death drowning and now... He was barely able to get out of that, and now he's kind of like, like he's trying to get back into it, and then a guy just comes and pushes his head into a pothole. That's right. He it's only fucking... survived a fucking train wreck. That's fine. <laughs> With no scratch. Well, yeah, or what, he survived a train wreck into the fucking ocean? <laughs> Listen, I think it's horseshit that a normal fucking dude was able just to hold down a super strong guy who could just lift his fucking head out of a three inches of water. After he was, was drowning for, like, fucking who knows how long. But then didn't. But fucking didn't. Does That that doesn't weaken you? So <laughs> Not what, if you you're read, fucking unbreakable. You, what, you read fucking Superman, you're just like, oh, just fucking break that kryptonite rock. What, what the fuck, pussy? In Superman Returns, he fucking chucks a kryptonite mountain into the sky. Yeah, but Superman Returns sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but fuck you. Anyway... I just want to go on. I still see it as like he he was near death drowning and he's still recovering when he gets his fucking head put into that pothole. It doesn't fucking break it for me. That's fine. Whatever. I'm not going to argue with you all night over the same fucking point. I didn't like it. Um and then <laughs> glass, Mr. glass dies by getting punched in the chest yeah. by the beast. That's just... also a thing too where it's like so that never struck you till now. Like, you didn't know how your dad... You didn't even, like, check to see how your dad died. The whole thing... Well, the whole thing is that... So, Kevin finds out that his dad died... Oh, okay. On the I same know, train that David Dunn was on. Right. And then it's like, you're just finding this out now. Like, you bring up where it's like, I don't know what happened to my dad. Or it's like... This train thing was a real big deal when it happened. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a real big fucking deal. Right. And nothing in the entire time you've been alive ever struck you as, 
Remember that big train thing that happened where right. that one guy survived? When you saw your dad off at the train station and then he didn't survive it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he treats his dad's death like it's a big fucking mystery the whole fucking movie. You know what's also fucked up in this too? Like, how much... I mean, you can kind of see that his dad, I guess, cares about his son because I guess you can put together that he was trying to find a specialist for DID yeah for his son but like he is also with a wife that abuses her kid a lot yeah why would he why wouldn't you just take him with you then no shit like leaves him alone with a woman who chased her up the stairs with a hot iron yeah burn him yeah what the fuck are you married to you monster <laughs> yeah. fuck what the <laughs> yeah this guy is fucked up fuck his family <laughs> kevin <laughs> needs to get out of there yeah. quick the fact that you would, the fact that your idol is a man that would love a person like that, <laughs> and leave that you with him. <laughs> yeah, means that you're fucked. Uh, anyway, uh, so anyway, everyone is now dead. Your three main characters are dead. Yeah, and so Sarah Paulson is like, "Haha, I've won the super villainy club strikes again." Yeah, or whatever. Now we can go go into our restaurant and wait for the two people not part of our club to leave. Right. So we can get silent and have a meeting. <laughs> that was so fucking weird. Like, why don't I just, just why don't just meet somewhere where people don't walk in? I didn't. Okay, th <laughs> so this was the one aspect that I never thought about in the movie. It was like. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, everyone in, was there in secret. But then somebody else brought up to me, is like, why didn't they just fucking rent a room? Yeah. Or, like, have their own secret headquarters. They why just they, waited and... go to a restaurant and just, like, file in every once in a while and be like, let's act like patrons until the real people leave. Right. <laughs> like, how long would they have to be there? Yeah. And, like, the first time they do it, they're just segregated off by a curtain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a door that locks or no anything. shit. Like, What's gonna keep like a fucking like party of like five for a birthday party to walk in right before their meeting and right. be like, shit guys, we'll or like keep acting like normal people because these guys aren't leaving anytime soon. <laughs> or like a waiter just comes in, he's like, could I refill anybody? <laughs> and he just hears their whole fucking secret agenda. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so then she tells him like, oh, we've been doing this for ten thousand years, which I'll. I thought was a huge controversy because the earth is only 3,000 years old. We know That's this. Right. But anyway. I love my Jesus. <laughs> but I, also, that doesn't make sense if you believe in evolution because 10,000 years ago, I don't think that that, that works either. Because Ever were since like, we were lizards, we've been following. <laughs> yeah, we've been making sure that there hasn't been super lizards. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so that is dumb. I didn't like that. <laughs> that is dumb. I forgot my initial point because we went on about super lizards. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. My point was going to be, it's like, if their goal is to rid the world of these people, yeah. why go through the fucking hoop of trying to do this whole fucking complicated psychiatric thing when you can just shoot them? Well, no. <laughs> I think my whole thing from that, it's like kind of like a crucible angle where it's like, because in Unbreakable and in Split, they both had to be convinced that they have these powers before they actually utilize them. And she's trying to convince that this doesn't exist at all to see, because she even like brings it up where it's like it's experimental, where instead of having to go around and kill a bunch of people, 
if we just convince them that they're not super powered, then we don't have to go through all these hoops of like trying to convince people that, oh yeah, he died in this accident or whatever. Like you can just convince them that they're crazy and that way you don't have to like explain away why they're not here anymore. I feel like that is not a good explanation for them to not wanting to be in the world. Why would you just try to be like, no, you're not that. And just still have them around being like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and they just go on and be super still. Well, they were, they were about to until like glass stepped in. Even, uh, even, uh, Kevin or Patricia in, inside of Kevin was like having doubts. I get that. But like, Let's say they have that doubt, and, like, three years later, they're just like, oh, yeah, they're still just lifting cars off people. It's like, but why don't you just take them out? But you have to build up to that point, though. Like, when it came to David, he had to build up to that point where it was like, okay, I do have these powers. Sure. Like, even when he did do them, he never really believed it. If you convince these people that they don't have these powers, then they won't utilize them. I think it's a dumb plan. <laughs> The more I think, the more I think about this movie, the more I dislike this movie. Yeah, no, I I'm the same way, but I still am a I still am like with the whole thing where it's like you saw in both Split and in Unbreakable where it took a lot for them to build up to that point where they actually do embrace that part of themselves that is super powered, and yeah, it's it, and this is her trying to find out ways right, to, to regress them. yeah to regress them back to what they were before they realized this potential in them i just think that's not a smart plan to have these people still out in the world that could re-realize that they are super powered not if you th convince them they're crazy though i feel like that's not good enough if your goal is to take him out, then fucking take well, him out. The only person that thinks that they're super is Mr. Glass himself. He's the only anomaly that's really driving this whole thing. If they should have killed anyone, it should have been Mr. Glass. Yeah. But they still thought that they could control him too. So their whole thing, their whole thing is like, they don't want to be an organization that goes around killing people. And then people ask questions like, why is this group of people going around killing dudes? Wouldn't you think though, if like... So, like, yeah, so they're being convinced that they're not. But then, like, a week later, be like, I know I lifted, like, 400 pounds. I'm going to try it. And then does, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. But he still has to build up to it, though. Fine. Build up to it. <laughs> then he's, then they're back at, their fucking organization's back at square one no. <laughs> to reconvince them that they're not super anymore. Sure, you're, you're really rationalizing this whole fucking shit. First of all, <laughs> fucking... It's a whole, it's a mind thing. They I have get to what fucking, you're saying. They have to convince themselves they can do it. I get it. So how, <laughs> it's not going to be easy to reconvince yourself when you've been fucking, it's been beaten into you that it doesn't exist. I understand what you're saying, but if it's you like know. It's like saying like, okay, I'm pretty sure I flew. And then someone convinces you didn't fly. And then you're like, wouldn't yeah, I, I try flew. again? No, because you're convinced that you didn't. I think you're That's full of shit. That's what she's doing. <laughs> if you, she's if convincing I was, them that it wasn't real. If I convinced you that you didn't need to have corrective lenses, and then you could, and you just saw shitty for the rest of your life, and be like, man, That's I used to the wear reverse. The That's the reverse of it, though. I get it, but wouldn't you're, you be you're like, trying to convince me the reverse of it? I do need corrective lenses. <laughs> So that's why I wear them. Right. This the 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 more adamant one would be like if 
you thought you could fly, and then I told you you couldn't fly, and then you said, no, I could fly, and then you jumped off. Would you just go up to the you just go up to the fucking top of your house and jump off? If you believe that you did, and you know that you did, but you were convinced otherwise, but you had speculative doubt, I think that yes, you would. But that's her thing, is that she's eradicating all the speculative doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's what fine. she's doing. I get it. She's but... she's she's taking like the things that convinced them that they were super and she's she's using other means to prove that it wasn't real. I get it. So that they think that they are back to being normal again. I get it. No, you don't, because you've been fucking. I get what your point is. But what I'm saying after that is that why, if their organization was to take them out before this, and this new experimental plan still has them out in the world, like there's no reason why they just wouldn't probably end up trying to be super again. No, it's the total. It's the total thing of the crucible. Think of the crucible. Okay, I'm thinking so of fucking, the crucible. So like these people come <laughs> You're in. You're still not going to convince me. These otherwise. people come. These people come in and convince people that witches exist. Yes. And then people say that they don't exist. So then the end of the crucible is well, I have to find a means. Uh, I have to like say that I'm not a witch, in order for them, in order to like. Just chip away at the idea that witches don't exist. That's what they're pretty much doing with this. Is that like, they're saying, look, super powered people have never existed in the history of time. Mm -hmm. You're not super powered. Even like the small things that you've done to show that you're super powered are anomalies. You're not super powered. And then Mr. Glass is that one thing that says, but you are. And I'm going to show you that you are. And it, it's it's not going to convince the world. It just chips away at it until he shows the world. That's pretty much what it is. You've gone an entire lifespan, an entire, like, age on this earth that knowing that superpower people don't exist. And you're that one anomaly. It's easy to convince you that you're not that anomaly. I guess. Unless you have the memories of yourself doing those things. Yeah, like, but in the in the sense that she convinced you that that wasn't real, though. I get it, but wouldn't human curiosity make you disprove that? Human curiosity that could kill you? If you know you've done it, then why wouldn't you try? Like, some of it is just, like, bending steel bars. Be like, I'm gonna fucking try to bend that steel bar. That wasn't till the end, though. I, I get it, but... Ah, never mind. It was, I'm just he didn't bend that steel bar thing. until he was pushed to that scenario that Mr. Glass all set up for the end. No, I'm just saying, like, Kevin, like, or, uh, the Beast going and bending those steel bars at the end of Split. Well, she can, she, she, it was, it was a really shoddy explanation, but she explained it away to where it, it cast doubt in him. I get that. Okay, but wouldn't, if you cast doubt in a person like that. Yeah. And then you're like, but I know I did it. I remember it. And wouldn't you just go up to another bar and be like, I'm going to bend the shit out of you. Not if you don't believe that you can do it. Why wouldn't you try if you fucking <laughs> wouldn't hurt yourself or anything? Like, this isn't a super-powered universe where people are flying or fucking shooting laser beams. Well, first They're of all, just, like, lifting heavy objects. In order for the beast to exist, Kevin has to believe that the beast exists. I get that. That was a bad example. But, like, David Dunn could do it. Yeah, but, like, he's, like... <laughs> I don't know, because he can only, like, lift, like, 300 pounds. And I guess if he's a fully asleep in this movie, he'll never do it anyway. But even, like, in that scene in Unbreakable, like, you brought it up, where it's, like, he 
lifted weight and every time that he lifted weight it was hard for him because he only thought he could only lift that much weight yeah so what if what if this psychiatrist convinces him that oh well that was just like a fluke thing you can't do that and it's like well i guess i couldn't i maybe i just have too much hubris but i'd be like a bitch i'll prove you wrong and fucking go throw a car on her and kill her ass it's just a no it's a matter of (laughs) it's it's all mental it's convincing yourself that you can do it and this chick is convincing you can't, and then you're back to square one where it's like, I guess I can't. That's what this movie's trying to do. I'm I'm not saying that they do it perfectly. I can they see what they're trying to do. Because I fucking hate it. They should just fucking shoot them all in the head if they're an organization doing this for 10,000 years. <laughs> or go back to do it when they're fucking lizards and bash them in the head with a rock. Yeah, and then people are wondering why this organization is killing all these people. Well, they've hel- they've held it quiet for meeting in restaurants for 10,000 years, so I think they're not going to have any trouble cleaning up their mess. Troy, I, I, I agree that it's stupid. I'm just <laughs> saying that I can see what he's trying to do. All right. So, anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there is still more to this movie, but we've been fucking bickering on for, like, the last 15 yeah. minutes. So, the there's another twist in this where Mr. Glass kind of could figure out what sarah paulson was doing all along and used all those cameras to his advantage yeah to record all of the stuff going on outside so even if his plan did fail at the highest tower in philadelphia i don't think he even planned to go to the highest tower like his whole thing was to have it all take place there well that i mean that's oh i guess it would be but it, it, either one would have worked. So even if he did make it there, he would have his big grand finale event. Yeah. But if it still happened here, he had all the footage of all those cameras to record it regardless. And so, like, he ended up dying, which ended up setting up something where all that stuff would be live streamed, kind of. Like, yeah. live streamed, pre-recorded. Well, it was recorded. They sent it out, like, later. The... But they said live stream to a, a website. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's recorded somewhere through some It's another coding. one of those things where I don't even think the people that are making this know how the internet works. No, they don't. <laughs> so anyway, it sends it off into like an email attachment to our three uh, supporting characters. Yeah. And then they <laughs> they see it and they're like, oh shit, this is all the shit that happened at the fucking uh, psychiatric, award, psychiatric ward. Yeah. I'm going to email blast this out to the... They share it with the internet and then it goes viral, yeah. proving that all these superpowered people exist. Yeah. Which I think is an odd... Like, I don't... It's another thing where people don't know how the internet works. Like, if I were to see this, I'd be like, cool YouTube video. Like, yeah. if this is happening now, I wouldn't believe any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, Man, they really know how to use fucking uh, director or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> awesome job at Final Cut Pro. Yeah. <laughs> like, so anyway, like, I'm just going to take it at face value. It's like, oh, people are believing yeah. all this stuff and i found it weird that they just waited in a train station for it to happen yeah like why wouldn't they just like wait on the internet for all these articles yeah. to pop I don't up know. it's it was weird yeah but uh so that's the end of the movie there now the world knows that like these super powered people exist yeah do you think that they're gonna continue on with this story to more <sighs> sequels or spinoffs i kind of hope not I hope not too. Yeah. I, even though I wouldn't mind more Anna Taylor Joy in something maybe in this universe, but I could be fine with yeah. not. I would just wouldn't mind Anna Taylor Joy in something better. Well, because <laughs> I've, 
She's a good actress. She's, She's in, good in New stuff. Mutants. All right, there you go. Go Catch check it, it on out. Hulu. Check it on Hulu. <laughs> No, she's in a really good movie called Thoroughbreds. If you want to check it out, okay. Like, she's like, it, it's like a movie about these like two high school girls that plan to like kill one of theirs stepdad, and it's really good. She's a really good actress. I like her a lot. I think she can be in better movies than this. <laughs> I need to. I'm gonna look up anna taylor joy real quick because i might be wrong with her she him being a new mutants and it'll bother me if i don't i don't want to pigeonhole know, her into uh, that yeah shit. i know uh aria stark from uh game of thrones is in it i think that's what i'm thinking of instead oh because she was never mind i'm thinking of something else um <laughs> No, she is in the New Mutants. Yeah. I'm right. Okay. Just had to make sure. I got my shit talk in order. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so, okay. Yeah, I don't think they... I, I, I'm I'm glad that M. Night got, I guess, his like a passion project of his out. Yeah. But um, I don't really care about that secret society that was set up at all. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a well enough end to a movie. Like, the first two aren't like uh uplifting's really no they have happy-ish endings yeah but um i was fine with it was shocking actually to find out that like the three main players die in this yeah that was surprising yeah but otherwise like i'm like that could be that's a fine ending i suppose for these guys yeah the good finale for all of them mm-hmm you know, I didn't like David Dunn's finale, but I'm not going to go on any more about it. But David Dunn kind of sucked all the way through, actually. But <laughs> just, just a, just a walking sleeping bag. <laughs> Good lord, is he? <laughs> Jesus! Even when they get down to where it's like, I need to save these people. It's like, do you really need to save these people? Because you look like you give a fuck. It looks like you need to take a nap. No shit. <laughs> so, um, what would you grade Glass then? In your final synopsis. When I went into this, I was going to give it a C plus, but us talking, you're definitely convincing me this movie sucked way more than I thought it did. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like, um, I like a lot of the themes that he, he tries to convey in this. Uh, I think M night Shyamalan's being super sloppy, trying to convey them. Um, <laughs> uh, I still stand firm with like what he was trying to do with like the secret society but other than that, a lot of the shit in this is done real sloppy. Like, really trying to, like, convey stuff in ways that make no sense when you really pull all the threads apart. I'll give this maybe a C-. minus. I When I saw this, uh, after just going back and rewatching the first two installments, I was pretty... Um... I wasn't apprehensive so much as I was like more looking forward to it because I was like, I liked those last two and they, they fit together and they make it something good. And the first act, I'm like, okay, this is kind of starting out. Like I like it. And like the second act, they kind of introduce that one aspect. like, maybe you weren't all this. And I wish that was like the arc throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. And the movie did a better job of convincing the audience, like, oh, they actually, this was all in their heads. Like, yeah. And then they overcome it at the end or whatever. And they yeah. actually are super powered or whatever. Yeah. But like, after that, I 
didn't care for much of the rest of the movie at all. Yeah. And the more I think about the movie since I watched it, I like it less and less. <laughs> I've the same way. I came out of actually came out of this movie liking it quite a bit. And then the more I would think back to it, I'm like, that well, that makes no sense. Yeah. And this is not no. Yeah, same not really same good. here. Like I came out of it thinking it was okay. I'm like, that was okay. It wasn't as good as the other two. But, like, I wasn't even in love with it. And then I'm just like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't like that at all. I'm yeah. giving this movie a D. Really? Yeah. I didn't care for all it. All right. And if I think about it tomorrow, I'll probably be like, fuck this movie. <laughs> Come at, like, out of everything. Like, I, I don't know. If you really want to see the finale of these characters, like, I really would... Maybe I was burying the lead before by saying see a matinee. Yeah. But like I d- if you really want to see it go out and see it but don't pay full price. Yeah, don't go don't definitely not full price. Um yeah. Catch it's, it on Netflix or Hulu or yeah, something. Yeah, it's disappointing cuz it's like it feels like he had an idea on what to do to like give Mr. Glass like his his story. But then it's like then then why the fuck if this is going to supposed to be his his movie, why the fuck is he not talking for more than half of it. Right. <laughs> it's like, it feels like he made these weird choices where, like, I feel like this movie could have used more Sam Jackson as Mr. Glass to, like, mm-hmm. liven it up, to, like, really put in, like, some really cool dialogue, especially with with uh, with Kevin at certain points. But he's just comatose through most of this, and it's like... <sighs> I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> it's like frustrating how it's like nothing goes on for a a big a chunk, big of, chunk this. of time. Yeah. So yeah, I I I don't know. That's my grade D. I mean, I'm not gonna fault you for it. I I I think C minus is more probably a a a wishful thinking kind of rating because I just wanted this to be better than what it was. <laughs> I had an idea of what it was gonna be. And like I, I, I guess maybe if they if they wanted to do that secret society thing, this is just like an armchair screenwriter here. Yeah. But like, have it be that like Sam Jackson is like he finds out about the secret society, and maybe it's not as big as it is, yeah. but like he's trying to overturn them. But they've convinced already, like Kevin and. Uh, oh, why did I forget his name already? David. Du- David Dunn. Yeah, they've already convinced him that they're inferior. They're not. Yeah. They're just regular people. Yeah. Then Mister Glass has to go and convince them that they are to fight against, like that, to make it like a kind of like a big crescendo of an ending. Oh yeah. And they end up crippling, like that society in the process as well as going public, like that would be a big amazing ending yeah. and instead they leave it kind of open-ended for maybe a sequel bait type stuff maybe but i don't think it worked at all yeah no this is this is definitely this is a universe that should probably just end just here. stop yeah. <laughs> before it gets any worse <laughs> yeah. um well besides that is there anything else you were into this last week jt um well i saw the as i brought up earlier i saw the film the happy time murders yeah it's up for a razzie so you know it's good. It's not good. <laughs> I never thought it did. <laughs> if if you, I was curious to see it though. Yeah, I, I wanted to get into it. 
just because it's like I love like concepts where they take things that are like gen- generally like child based and they uh-huh. just like dirty the fuck out of them. Uh-huh. And if you like that, you'll probably really like maybe 10 minutes into this movie because <laughs> it's like, OK, I got it. And then it's like, no, we're, you don't get it. We're going to keep giving you puppets that say fucking shit and bang each other and. All right, man. Cool. (laughs) You're not doing anything funny. You're just having puppets just yell curse words at me for a fucking hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And and even like the mystery in it is really not really that compelling. Mm. It's just, it's not good. All right. So happy time murders. Check it out. Fucking Christ. Uh, And um, let me think. I had two other things. Uh, uh, I, uh, I watched a movie called Blind Spotting. Uh-huh. I really fucking liked it. I think I was also hearing somebody else talk about this. Yeah. Um, I, I knew that it came out, but I never really heard a lot of people talk about it. And then I heard a review where people really dug it. So then I just added it to my Netflix queue and it was like literally the next thing to pop up because it was like... This came out, like, two months ago. You uh-huh. should have watched it right now, fuckhead. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I watched it, and goddamn, like, it's... I'm, like, kind of pissed that it's not really, like, up for an Academy Award because, like, if you're... If the Academy Awards are really trying to pull out movies that really try to sum up how people are feeling nowadays, like, blind spotting is, like, the epitome of it. Okay. Like, it's... You're following this guy, he's like this this uh, black guy in like the projects of Oakland, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, he got out of prison like a couple years ago, and he's like on the last three days of his probation, mm-hmm. so he has to be like squeaky clean, like he has to make sure that he is like living the best three days ever mm-hmm. before he's actually considered free, and then like on that on that day that they start on like he witnesses like a police shooting oh jesus where it's like <laughs> it's like well then fuck do i do i like fucking tell people do i like let this out here and if i do would it put me in danger of like actually getting put back in jail mm-hmm. and in the at the meet in the same time he has a friend that's white who also is grown up in like the Oakland projects who is just living super fast and loose uh-huh. where it's like, he's like buying guns. He's starting fights. And the guy's like, you're like my best friend. I want to hang out with you, but I can't be around this shit. Cause I'm fucking, I am who I am. Right. And it, it really sets up really well. Like, like fucking like uh culture versus race where it's like, uh-huh. this guy gets away with so much shit only because he's white. He's pretty much the same person as this other guy, but it's like, the because the other guy's black he gets blamed for everything his white friend does and it's just it really sets up like these really cool situations where it's like man we're kind of fucked when it comes to color (laughs) in this country yeah like you could literally be like you could be the guy like trying to calm down a situation but yet because you're the black guy then you're the one that's to blame for everything damn but it, it it's so fucking good. They really lay it out in a way where you really sympathize with them. And even the guy that like starts all this shit, like he's a nice, he's a cool guy. Right. He just fucking loses. He just loses his shit every once in a while. You can see why he's friends with them and why he hangs out with them. 
It's just that in certain situations, he gets set off, but he feels like he can because he's never had the same the the same trials as like his black friend has where it's like it's it's really well done i actually i i keep my 2018 list and i like update it whenever i see things from 2018 that i like more this is really fucking high up there that sounds super interesting yeah oh shit yeah so definitely check out blind spotting i liked it a lot okay you're not the only person that said they really like that too i can't remember who else gave it a glowing review but they liked it yeah I really, really, really fucking dug it. And, oh, last thing I saw, I watched the first four episodes of Punisher Season 2. Oh, okay. And I really liked the first three episodes quite a bit. like Because it, it's like a whole thing where Punisher is, he's he's like on this like road trip. Like he's like trying to like find himself, whatever. He's like pretty much like in Ohio or some shit. And he like gets involved Ohio. in this. Ohio. <laughs> He gets involved in the situation with this, like, this uh, girl who's, like, trying to avoid these dudes that are trying to kill her. And it's, like, he's just, it's just a thing where it's, like, you're pretty much, it's, like, a desperado type thing. Like, he, he moves into this town, some shit gets started, and he moves in and fucking kills these dudes. Mm-hmm. And, like, now he's in the middle of this shit with this girl where it's, like... It, it feels like kind of like a runoff story. They even do like a episode where it's like they get holed up in a police department where they're like surrounded by dudes with guns. Mm-hmm. Like it's like an assault on precinct 13 kind of shit where okay. it's like, this is kind of cool. I'm liking where this goes. And then the fourth episode kicks in <laughs> and motherfucking dumbass chick uh, cop from the first one uh, finds out Frank is doing stuff and sends a helicopter out for him and then they're stuck in her apartment for two episodes straight. Uh, and they're bringing back all these fucking characters from the first one. Uh, fucking Jigsaw is a stupid dumbass. <laughs> like, he's not even really that deformed. He just has a few scars on his face. Right. And he has a dumb shit fucking mask they bought from fucking Dollar Store that they just wrote on. It's legit. His mask is a fucking, like, those, like, plain white masks you buy from, like, party city that costs like 50 cents uh-huh. they bought one of those and they just fucking wrote like a bunch of like skull stuff and magic marker on it that's his mask <laughs> like I'm, I'm on episode uh, five and i was falling asleep it's so fucking boring there <laughs> there was uh somebody on twitter i saw that said like all right i'm in like the the second uh, like the, I'm two thirds the way through Punisher, so now I can just kind of not pay attention to what's going on, yeah, and get back to the story in like, like episode f- eight. The first three episodes are pretty strong. I feel like it feels like they're doing like a road trip thing where it's him going cross country, avoiding these like bad dudes that want to kill this girl, and he just gets in random fights every once in a while and fucking murders dudes brutally. I'm for that. Let's do that shit. <laughs> right. But then they get to where it's like, no, we need to be a continuation of season one. We need to send fucking dumbass Madani in a helicopter to pick you up because she feels butthurt that Billy fucked her and left. That now she's like, you need to find, you need to find Billy, Frank. And I'm going to make sure that you do because I'm going to have you stay at my apartment for God knows how fucking long where you do nothing but just sit and eat breakfast for two episodes. <laughs> like, literally, 
thank God these Netflix shows are dying off because they are really, they do not fucking know what the fuck to do with these characters anymore. They do 13 episodes and they just waste a bunch of fucking time. They fucking suck. I'm done with them. I if they put out, I heard they have a Jessica Jones season three coming out. I don't give a shit anymore. Fuck these Netflix shows. I'm right. done with them. Especially if they're just gonna cancel them. Why? Yeah. Why jump on them right now? Just watch them. I know. Like I wanted. I wanted the Punisher because I was like, season one was good. Yeah. They ended on a really good note. I right. want to see where they what they do with Jigsaw and shit. And it's like they start out where it's like, oh, they're not even gonna do anything with Jigsaw. They're gonna just go into this fucking like road trip movie with him and like this this teenage girl like avoiding these fucking dudes trying to kill her nope they legit get picked up by a helicopter brought back to new york just for the same bullshit we've experienced for all these fucking marvel shows right where it's that bloat they don't know what the fuck to do with themselves so fuck these netflix shows thank god they're dying off i'm done well that's too bad yeah um I was only into one other thing this last week. Um, I partook in half of the Fire Festival documentaries <laughs> that came out over the last week. I watched the Hulu one. Yeah, me and Molly watched the, watched the Netflix one. Um, I couldn't remember which one was deemed the good one, so I started with Hulu. Yeah. Um, it was okay. Some parts were kind of laughable <laughs> in it. Yeah. But it did. I, I was surprised that the guy that put on the Fire Festival was even interviewed. Yeah. Did they? Was he interviewed in the Netflix no, one? No, no, I think the Hulu one was the only one that could get him. I was like, why would you damn yourself like this? But no, they the Netflix one gets a guy that was like his right-hand man that really lays out some really fucked up facts. I heard about that. So, like, I, I would recommend watching it because the whole thing is like a big, just clusterfuck yeah. of things that happened. Yeah. And the way how it even happened is just like... Yeah. Genius at the same time is awful. Yeah. <laughs> so. It, it pisses me off because, like, you know my rants on rich people. Yes. Where I feel like there's people that act in certain classes in this country where it's like, they don't even understand that there's people that don't operate on the amount of money that you do on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, your whim could be someone's livelihood yes yes and that's that's exactly what this motherfucker is yeah like he moves into a in an island and then promises to pay a bunch of people that depend on that payment and then he's like well i can't pay you what's the big deal just go and fucking just go and live in your yacht that i have you know what's the big deal everyone has that like no they don't right you stupid fucker right you need to have every single asset of yours drained from you and live on the streets for a fucking year so you know that there are people that literally have nothing. That um, that aspect wasn't actually brought up as much in the Hulu one. It, it they 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 pound it home in the Netflix one, and I, I think that's why I think that one. I've heard that one's better. Yeah, I I think I once I watched the Hulu one, I'm like, I think the Netflix one is probably the better one. But yeah. the the what the Hulu one did is actually get an interview with the guy, and shows like how scammy he was with his. Uh, about getting the money and how he didn't he like uh stole from uh peter to pay paul kind yeah. of stuff like that. oh yeah 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 and like that's like kind of like how it showed him and like with the actual interview and it showed some stuff with ja rule and it's like yeah holy fuck well in the netflix one they actually interview people from the bahamas that were right that were very, fucked out yeah, of all that shit yeah. yeah that's what they only showed like two people in the hulu one um 
that were pretty much told him like this can't happen like there's no way it can happen but then he forced it through anyway but then that's about as much as it gets to yeah no they really go in depth with like people on the island where they show like how they were like they were promised all this shit and they were so like wow i'm really looking forward to this and then it just they he fucks them so hard right where it's like they interview this woman that runs this bar and restaurant that they that was kind of like the focal point of like where people were supposed to meet up and like she was supposed to cater the entire event and it was like he didn't pay her shit <laughs> and then all this food that she had she had to let go to waste because there was no one there to eat it jesus so then like she had to like basically like drain her life savings just to pay off the people that were supposed to be like uh, hired for this fucking event uh, and it's like this, and this Billy McFarlane guy could give less of a fuck because he's a affluent piece of shit. Yeah, the Hulu one also goes into um, more of I don't know what the I guess the Netflix one even has, but like it goes into more of the people that were also invited. It has a lot of like people from Instagram, the Instagram influencers. Yeah, like their aspect on things that happen there too. And it yeah, shows, doesn't like, do that too much on the Netflix one. I kind of want to check the Hulu one out to see. It like shows their point of view of uh, only like three, like three ones in majorly. Yeah, but like, like I don't feel bad for them because they get paid thousands of dollars to post on Instagram. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck you. I don't care that you yeah. got screwed over. Like. Yeah. I doesn't I, I yeah, fell they, for they, it. They say how much Kylie Jenner got paid just to put a hashtag up and two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, fuck you. Yeah, for one fucking that could post. fucking feed a family <laughs> of five for like three years. That yeah, she got paid more for that post than what Chelsea and I both bring in for more than two years. Yeah, probably more than that. And then she's gonna probably spend that on a fucking like ring or some bullshit shit. so fuck these people <laughs> i hate this culture where they feel like they they need to live this lifestyle because it's like it's who i am You're, it's not who you are <laughs> you can literally help so many fucking people with the amount of money you piss away every fucking day <laughs> so fuck you and fuck your idea that you need to feel like you need to fucking live this way <laughs> you stupid pieces of shit now you got me uh, all heated, Troy. Sorry, I'm going to wrap things up here. So, <laughs> if people want to get heated with you on the internet, where can they do that? You can find me at Bucky for one on Twitter, also Bucky for on Instagram, here at Bucky for one on Snapchat. Troy! You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. You can have all of our episodes uh, new uploaded onto Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod, as well as other platforms such as ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com or Stitcher or Spotify or YouTube. Oh, excuse me. My goodness. Or uh, you're Durston Hart over here. Player FM or Google Podcasts or Alexa devices. Uh, all those options are available to you. If you like to use Apple Podcasts, if you're there, why don't you rate and review us? Because that helps other people find the show if you like it. And you are more than welcome to send us an email at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. That is the show. Yeah. We got really ranty there. Yeah, we did. Well, almost throughout the whole review of Glass, we got very ranty. But we both agreed that it wasn't that good. Right. (laughs) So I don't know what the fuck. At least we came out good at the end. We're still friends. That's right. Um, For now. (laughs) Uh, For Monday, we are still going to be in the Shyamalan sphere of influence. Uh, 
but we're, we're going be... into a different Shyamalan dimension. <laughs> yeah. uh, the ghostly dimension of the sixth sense. Yeah. While we're on the topic. Well, since we're talking about Shyamalan's last film, let's talk about his first big hit. Yes. With the sixth sense. Yeah. So join us on Monday for that review. Yeah. And then next Thursday, we're doing the winner of the Terminal Random Movies... Four. I don't remember. That's yeah, four. It's four. It's four. Okay. It's four. Uh, with Jerry Maguire. Oh, show which me is pretty the money. fitting because that weekend is Super Bowl weekend. Oh, very good. So very we good. have it. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet deal. So those are our next two episodes. JT, I'm excited. I. I don't think I've ever seen Jerry Maguire all the way through. I'm really pumped to see how good or and or bad it is. Solid. Well, until Monday, JT, where we review Six Sense. I have been short of the max extreme. I am JT3K, and we are off.